Good morning, good day, and good evening. I am as always your host, Brody Robertson, and today we have a returning guest. Welcome back to the show, Tanley J, Joshua Lee. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. You can just call me Josh, by the way. Uh, it, it works. I know, I'm uh, going to yep. call you Joshua that... every time now, just to just to bother you. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, man? Uh, not too bad. Uh, I just got off work after, you know, having a stressful situation at work mm-hmm. where, you know, machines suddenly decided that was just going to explode on us. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't don't buy uh, cheap machines from China. Mm-hmm. How long had that been uh, going fine for? Was it just like all of a sudden? Well, uh, I mentioned last time I worked in plastic injection molding, mm-hmm. and uh, you you watched like that little video yeah. that showed you how it works. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the big clamp that closes the mold, mm-hmm. uh, it decided that it was going to spontaneously break during the during the peak pressure mode, which is basically right before the mold is actually considered shut and it's done. Right. Uh, so uh, what happened is that the central clamp on on, on it because it's a it's a toggle toggle machine for viewers. There might be somebody that knows. Uh, but basically what happened is that uh, the toggle exploded mm-hmm. because a uh, because of a uh, critical joint failure. So that's why I had to uh, say, hey, can I buy an hour from you? <laughs> right. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, if you're watching my channel, I posted a short where I showed a hammer on a machine. Uh, it's that same machine, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, because recently that machine had a hydraulic line exp- had a hydraulic line fail, but mm-hmm. uh, I also had a mold that I needed to get open to, uh, you know, uh, get the parts out before they were permanently stuck inside the mold. Oh, right. That makes sense. You're yeah. Kidding. So I'm sitting there. I'm swinging a 20-pound sledgehammer at it, mm-hmm. which uh, I think that's like 35, 36 kilos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a heavy ass hammer just to force this thing back, which inevitably I did, thank mm-hmm. goodness. <laughs> but uh, the, the, those things uh, hold about eighty tons of pressure. So when you so when you manually slap one back like that, it gets very scary. Yeah, I'd be worried about losing a fucking hand. <laughs> I did not lose a hand, but I pro- but you know I could have lost a leg. <laughs> Well, try Thankfully, not... stake stakeholders. So OSHA ain't got shit on me. <laughs> try not to do that. That's uh, probably for the best. Fucking hell. Uh, there, there, there's a proper, there's a proper way to get it done. That you know, it takes like six or seven hours because you know the contractor that has the device mm. will literally take that long to get to you. Right, right, right. Or there's a not proper way, but still efficient way to get it done. That might be a little on the sketch side. That's really, that's really what it is. yeah don't do that uh yeah that's probably for the best yep (laughs) but hey (laughs) look six hours or no or or losing a leg you know i I think i know which one i'm gonna choose but maybe that's just (laughs) me i mean that's also fair yeah no i kind of like my legs they they seem pretty useful to me maybe that's just a me thing though so uh why why are you here why do you why were you like yo oh like let me do the podcast again what what's the deal here uh i think i think uh what was it during a live stream Mm. uh you were talking about anime 
That is that is one of the reasons. Sure, but we don't want to scare them away that quickly. Yeah, think... and uh, you know, I have disagreements with you about some animes that you know yeah. I want I want to cover and and explain to you why they're good. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about current season animes. Hmm. Well, the other thing you uh, mentioned was the uh, Intel Arc GPU stuff. We'll get we'll do that first, and then we'll scare people oh, away. Oh, I I need to grab a prop. Okay. I need to grab a pop, prop because you know I have to do props. Sure. Let's see. You got a lot of props in your background. I shorts on. I always made not to. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yes. Uh, if you've watched me on the Linuxcast, <laughs> I've talked about these. GPUs quite a bit, the A770 and, and mm-hmm. so on. Uh, Intel Arc Life is good life mm-hmm. uh, because I don't know how to install video drivers anymore because they they just work. Okay, that's nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the only trade-off is mm-hmm. that uh, you know, as a guy that likes to install and test out Linux distribu- distributions, especially when you know those Linux distributions also intentionally ask you to install their distro and test something out for them mm-hmm. uh not every distro works because not every dis- distro ships a 6.2 newer or newer kernel and some of them that do still don't still uh black blacklist uh the i915 driver to the point where uh it wants to work off of the integrated gpu on my uh, cpu compared to the dedicated gpu that i have installed <laughs> 6.2 hit EOL in May this year. What is not shipping at least 6.2 at this point? Uh, LTS distros. That's a fair point. That's actually yeah. Fair. Like uh, open. I think OpenSUSE Leap is still shipping a 6.0 <laughs> something kernel. Okay. Uh, Red Hat still is shipping the 5.15 kernel. Uh, yeah. Debian is still. I think Debian, current Debian stable is 6.1. Mm-hmm. Ubuntu, I don't know what the current LTS kernel is, but I, but I know by default the installer is pulling up 6.1, but you might have an update to like 6.3 or something like that. Uh, Ubuntu, Linux. But you know, it's not canonical that's asking me to install something. That was actually the Linux Mint team. Let's see. What is it? I'm not finding. I'm sure someone, someone probably reported on it at the time, but I can't find the number. I know, I know that it released with the 6.1 kernel. Okay, but okay, uh, there are some, there are some times where, where they, were through the update cycle, they, they pull in a brand new kernel, or you know, they backport drivers and such. All, right, all right. I know is that last time I tried the LTS, it still didn't work. Right. So if you wanted to use it on that, you would have to go through that. Like there was, there's a list of setup steps you can do to get it working on that stuff. Yeah. You. Yeah, you basically just act, activate the uh, kernel, the development kernel uh, PPA, uh, mm-hmm. which is shipped and maintained by the Linux kernel team themselves for Ubuntu, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can and then you can install the Intel repository to pull in the version of Mesa that's pr- properly compiled, and then everything should work after that. But you know, it doesn't always work because you know uh, everything else is pretty old at this point. Right, right. But I can safely say. And highly recommend that at this point, if you're running a more a more modern distribution like Fedora or Arch Linux or anything like that, Intel Arc has a heavy recommendation because it works faster on Linux than it does Windows. <laughs> I have verified this. And also, believe it or not, legacy support on Linux games work better than Windows. Right. And this is because Proton uses DXVK by default. 
which means that your DirectX 8 and 9 games actually work on Linux where they don't work on Windows. <laughs> which, yes, I know you can set up and install DXVK on Windows, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is not a good experience. I don't recommend it. Uh, also, if you're using Intel Arc, use Wayland, not Xorg, because uh, the Xorg drivers are a little sketch because, you know, is minimum viable. Let's just get this thing working so you can have a basic display output. That way you can install the Wayland version right. of whatever desktop you're using. Well, with the uh, which in, makes sense with the uh, DX9 stuff, uh, Nvidia was doing something themselves with DXVK on Windows. I don't know what the full details there were. Uh, they were integrating a fork of DXVK into their driver, mm-hmm. uh, to my understanding, and then their driver was supposed to translate DXVK that that way they could drop like DirectX eight and nine support directly on their next mm-hmm. generation, the five thousand series GPUs. But that's as much as I know because I don't have an NVIDIA card. Although, I have been debating buying an NVIDIA card just to see how bad bad it is these days. Because the last time I used an NVIDIA card was when it was the easy driver to install. <laughs> I've never used... Actually, have I ever had an NVIDIA card? I don't think I've had an NVIDIA card even when it was like back on Windows. I think I've always had an AMD card. Yeah. It's entirely possible because, you know, uh, there was a point in time where AMD was the value purchase to buy and uh, their drivers were just bad enough to actually justify the powerful hardware because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh the difference between amd and nvidia is up until about the 20 series amd uh gpus mm-hmm. the amd gpus were always hardware wise more powerful than nvidia it's mm-hmm. just that the driver support has always been worse mm, okay that's fair yep because you know amd doesn't invest doesn't have nearly the investment into like the gpu market that nvidia has because you know that is nvidia's entire market that's like 90 percent of their business is gpus whereas amd they also make x86 cpus well i didn't realize they've been killing it lately on this i didn't realize just how big nvidia was like they are one of the um like the top seven companies uh in the u.s like yes like actually like massive massive company yeah, and if you thought Google was a powerful company for, for like, lobbying, uh, you haven't looked at what NVIDIA's been paying Congress members. Well, the thing with NVIDIA is NVIDIA is basically, like, the people that show up to the gold mine to sell shovels. That's NVIDIA. Everybody needs NVIDIA cards. That's why they're such a massive company. Well, it's not that they're selling the shovels. They're selling you the shovels, the carts, and the truck. Yeah, yeah. Don't mind gold, sell shovels, sell carts. Yep. I, but, but you know, you can, in fact, mine uh, NVIDIA GPUs for gold because uh, per per uh, GPU, there's more gold in, there's physically more gold in an NVIDIA GPU than an AMD GPU right now. <laughs> sure, but if you're, unless you're getting them for free, uh, I don't think you're going to be getting too far <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> nope, not really. <laughs> so with the uh with with your arc cards you said that you bought six intel arc gpus uh yes i am up to six so far uh, i've got one in my desktop computer i've got one in my home theater computer i've got one in my server and then i've got and then i've got three more that are like uh the the other versions so like the 580 the the 380 and then another undisclosed one that the uh, i'm uh testing testing out for somebody else because mm-hmm. you know he wants to work work right now and i don't want to like talk about that one because mm-hmm. you know it's a secret secret not that it's a secret model 
it's an existing model, but mm-hmm. it's got special sauce going on with it that we're working on a low key project for. Right, I see. Yeah, it it it's a contract for a customer. <laughs> but uh, I'm using it on the HTPC because the HTPC cannot decode AV1 because it's it's got that old CPU in it. <laughs> but so, but you know, you can buy a an Intel Arc A380 which doesn't require PCI Express power. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though they got the plug for it, you don't need it. Uh, you could just slot the card in, and, and it can draw from the bus. So, mm. And uh, that one supports AV1 decoding, as well as encoding, which is why it's in my server. I so was... my entire media library at this point is AV1. Which, by the way, shrunk an 8-terabyte uh, data, data set mm-hmm. to almost 3 terabytes. And I have seen no loss in quality whatsoever. Fuck. AV1 is a fantastic codec. More people should use it. And yes, YouTube supports it. Yeah, they. I think they support it for streaming now. I, when do they start? Doing uh, that? Yes. Yeah, you you can stream uh, AV1 and HEVC to YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. That's HEVC was came out like last year, and then AV1 was just earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I know Epis. Epos Vox did like a live stream like the same day that they uh, released it. I think we're still waiting on AV1 on Twitch though. No. Yeah. Uh, Twitch has promised AV1. They've been promising AV1 for like five years now, but it requires a lot of hardware upgrades because mm-hmm. it turns out that Twitch is still using a lot of 10 series GPUs. <laughs> well, G- 10 series equivalent because you know they're buying the Enterprise ones. Right, 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 series. right. Sure is for that but uh that's what they're working on so the and uh you know twitch is weird with mm-hmm. uh how their setup is because you know twitch is owned by amazon you would think that amazon would just like go go and say hey twitch here's a pile of money upgrade your crap that's not how it works mm-hmm. uh, apparently uh twitch is effectively a an entirely independent company that even though they run through aws they still have to pay aws <laughs> well my understanding is the reason why they uh amazon bought twitch was for the tech not for the actual platform my understanding is twitch doesn't make the money uh no uh, i would be surprised if twitch does make any form of profit whatsoever with the with you know the amount of transcoding that they have to do alone mm. not not just in storage the transcoding because that's where that's you you think uh you think storage is expensive in the cloud you ain't paid for hardware acceleration yet <laughs> I I I have priced those. Uh, that's like a thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> There's a but. Go on. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Twitch does not make any money. But the one thing that Twitch has that uh, Amazon wants is mm. patents. Mm. Which, if you're a U.S. business, you want to file as many patents as you possibly can because that's mm. uh, because you know if you're in technology, that's where your money is. Hmm. Before we get out way off topic, I actually was considering buying a uh, A380 just solely for the sake of having an AV1 encoder and decoder. Because I just shifting that off of my like AMD GPU, because the AMD the AMD GPU encoder is not very good. It's really not very good. It it's better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but that's saying like, you know. This pile of shit is better than this other pile of shit. Like, yeah, it's but it's still a pile of shit. Like, I don't, I don't want to. Well, eat it's it. not really a pile of shit anymore. It's just a pile of crap. Yeah, that's true. It's, I, 
I would like to buy an NVIDIA card. Like, I really would, but I just don't want to deal with the nonsense that is an NVIDIA card on Linux. I really don't. Well, uh, my recommendation, especially for, like, Arch Linux users, is that mm. if they're going to buy an NVIDIA GPU, just use the LTS kernel. That's fair. Now, I know Zany came out and, sa and made a video the other day saying that you don't want to ever use the LTS kernel on Linux. Uh, that's patently wrong. Because, you know, if if software is giving you issue because of your kernel version, it's because that software done uh, worked itself. Or, you know, yet another Arch package maintainer is building their package wrong. Which, that's been a bit of a crusade myself. I'm already banned from the Arch Linux GitLab. What did you do on the... Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, uh, I, I... It's called, I open a package build. I look oh. at it. I go, that's compiled wrong. That's compiled wrong. That's compiled wrong. And then I open an issue on the package mm -hmm. with a link to the Arch Linux philosophy where they ship vanilla packages without vanilla features. <laughs> My favorite, uh, see, I'm, I haven't dug that deep. My favorite is the fact they just refuse to ship OBS properly. Yeah, so the issues with OBS mm -hmm. is that there are OBS packages, of course, missing the browser plugin. For a while, for the longest time, it was built without the Wayland support or even Pipewire support, uh, which I, recently I didn't they it was that got bad. around. Yeah, it it was it was pretty bad. Uh, but the, they they recent they fixed that like sometime last year or something mm. like that. Uh, but the main reason why the WebSocket controller doesn't doesn't exist in OBS is because they're using the tarball from GitHub mm -hmm. and not the OBS CDN that uh, they say that they tell everybody to use in their build instructions. My understanding is the version of CF minimal they're building against is completely incompatible. That's that was my that, understanding. That too. Yeah, yeah. That too. Which you know they're using an automated build server. It only takes like two and a half hours for me to compile compile uh, the Chromium framework. Mm -hmm. If you have a remote server, just push the git commit, let the GitHub action work through, or the GitLab action work through it, and then mm -hmm. it will send you an email when it's done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like installing Gen 2. Portage is the world's fastest package manager. You tell it to do something, you go to bed, you wake up, it's magically done. Until <laughs> you realize you set a build flag wrong, you just didn't notice. And then boop. I mean, that happens too. Eight hours gone. But, but normally it's pretty quick about telling you that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's when you run out of memory, that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> just get more memory, it's fine. Well, yeah, it's called it's called go to downloadmoreram.com or you know do the Linus Tech Tips thing and mount your Google Drive a swap. That was I when I initially saw the because I, I saw the tweet that video was based on. I was like, "There's no fucking way that's a thing." For anyone it's who, a thing. For anyone who, it no, can be done. Um, I, I'm, I'm I have I have to show people. Uh, turn Google Drive into swap. Uh... Let's see if I can find the LTT video real quick. Wait, is this it? I think this is it. From 2021. Yeah, here it is. So, this absolute fucking psychopath uh, <laughs> mounted... I found the LTT video for you. <laughs> mounted G Drive as swap. So, in this case, they had 500 gigabytes of swap. Now, to be fair, this is possibly... The slowest swap you actually, you know what? No, having a tape driver swap would be slower. This is one of the slowest methods of doing swap. 
Well, it also depends on how much data you have uploaded to the drive folder. Because if you have more than 250 gigs uploaded to Google Drive, mm-hmm. it will act. Uh, g- the Google API will actually intentionally rate limit you too. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, if you're if you're actively using that much data, they they will rate limit you, which makes sense because you know they don't want people from data hoarder backing up to Google Drive anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they used to have these like really cheap unlimited plans. They uh kind of it was, it was yeah, like lifetime called... unlimited or something ridiculous. Well, what what it was is that you just signed up for like the Google Workspace account, which is like their their business unit, and then mm-hmm. you just gave them twenty bucks and they gave you unlimited drive storage. <laughs> Yeah, that seems like Which there is no way that was gonna last very long. <laughs> well, it was the same reason um that they started deleting old private videos because people were using YouTube as a backup for like all their family videos. And had like yeah, terabytes and... of just private videos there. Just, the, the funny thing is now there's actually a way that you can translate a just a normal file mm-hmm. into a static MP4 file. Mm-hmm. And you can still do that with YouTube. You can just I, upload the, upload the video as a private, and then have just like infinite cloud backup via YouTube. <laughs> they won't notice the data storage. Uh, turn your YouTube into unlimited. There's a video I haven't got around to watching. Uh, I think it was something like I saw the post on Reddit. I didn't actually watch a video. Ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, video by BK Biner. I think this is the video. I it's. It's probably about the same, like the post or the video came first. One of them. Uh, uh yeah, that looks like the same thumbnail that I saw. Yeah, so they basically transcode the the. Oh God, what did I do? Uh, they basically transcode the data into a video, and assuming the compression doesn't beat the crap out of it, theoretically you can store as much data as you want. Yeah. I mean, it's just FFmpeg magic. Mm-hmm. FFmpeg doesn't care what you're giving it. It'll just turn whatever into whatever for you. Yeah. Well, not quite whatever. Whatever into a media file that FFmpeg supports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is why he uh, is feeding the file as a text file into FFmpeg. Mm-hmm. I t- <laughs> is a really cool project. Like, it, it is a really cool project. <clears throat> I doubt that there's any person that actually knows everything about FFmpeg. Well, it's one of these things that, like, it's... Very foundational to the way we do a lot of video stuff on Linux, and I don't think people realize, like, how foundational it is. If you... There is a lot of video editors, a lot of media players, a lot of just random video-related tools, but all it does is just run a couple of FFmpeg commands in the background and just puts a nice GUI around it. Even GIMP hooks FFmpeg. Uh, Firefox, if you build it with the hardware acceleration, mm-hmm. uh, ha- ships its own version of FFmpeg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's done that for years. When I was talking to the guys that run, um, oh, what's it called? Oh, it's a, um, Media Center, Open Source Media Center OS. Uh, Media Center Software, sorry. It used to be Cody? called... XBMC? Yeah, yeah, XBMC. Um, whatever, Cody, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah, that's um, what I use as Cody. Yeah, they, uh, like, when when we were talking about, like, you know, projects that they rely on, like, they're like, yeah, we couldn't do anything without FFmpeg. Like, this is just, like, without this, it just would not be possible to make anything we do at all work. I mean, 
if FF if FFmpeg never existed, would you want to write that library yourself? Oh God, no. God, no. <laughs> that's almost as bad as building your own web browser from scratch. <laughs> almost. Look, this is why everyone just forks Chromium. Like, yeah. As as much as it would be nice for people to build their own browsers, like. Maybe okay, back in like the nineties, it was viable. But the like the web is so massive now. There is so much that needs to be implemented to have modern websites actually function. That no one's no one's insane enough to do it. You're gonna just let Chromium do it. Like the same reason why no one should implement a fucking date library. Just let someone who understands date libraries do it. Because you're gonna get something wrong. And don't just randomly pull it from JavaScript from the javascript library because you know the javascript library is probably only like three lines long and you could just add that yourself (laughs) (laughs) and then and then when that library gets inevitably removed three years later because you know the developer of that one library just burned out off of maintaining his three lines of code now you now you suddenly you have an entire uh multi-billion dollar website go down well the thing with with that is back when um left pad got pulled from npm like they've they've actually got like this giant policy now about like how to get something removed from npm like you you have to be like extremely extremely like specific to get removed like you've either got to be malware or i think if like one or two projects depends on your project or something like that you can't pull it like it's it's real strict at this point to get something pulled yep for good reason. Like, left pad was a giant, giant mess of a situation that I don't think anybody wants to see repeated. Uh, there's a... There, and it's not alone in that example range either. There's several JavaScript packages that, yeah. are, that are like that. Yeah. Which, Rust is actually starting to get that way now, too, with Cargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they're a little bit smarter about, about it because, you know, the cargo maintainers are being a little bit more strict about what goes in there rather than just randomly pulling from GitHub. Yeah, the pulling from GitHub thing's insane. Like, I don't know how they... How, how it's worked at all remotely this well. Like, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's impressive that it's not all just collapsed in on itself. Yeah, it is impressive, and it has been a very wonderful experience lesson in computer science. That's really what it is, uh, because if you if you want to uh, sit there and figure out how this hasn't broken yet, just and you quickly realize that uh, Microsoft is a heavy contributor to Node.js, because guess what they're guess what several Windows programs use. <laughs> uh, then you start to then like things start to collect and make more sense because you know if microsoft wants it to work micro okay one thing that microsoft does well Mm -hmm. it does actually well with like windows or like their applications Mm -hmm. is that when sup is that they will make that thing work forever you can't say that about linux because you know on you i can pull up windows 11 Mm -hmm. and i can get software working that was written back in the late 90s and it can still work i can't do that with linux I mean, I can if I build an app image or a flat pack for it. Not a snap, because, you know, snap doesn't have as much legacy support as flat pack or uh, app image. Mm-hmm. In fact, app image actually does the legacy support thing best. But, uh, because, you know, you can't package everything up for flat hub. Sure, sure. But, uh, you know, you can't do that on Linux. 
or if you can, you have to manually compile it yourself, which then you realize that, you know, this this program is using like an old version of C that, you know, modern GCC doesn't support. Now you have to now you have to sit there and find an old CC, uh, GCC package or compile it yourself. Which, by the way, if you thought compiling a web browser was bad, wait until you compile your compiler. Because that takes forever once. Mm-hmm. And all the compile... And when you compile your GCC compiler, it's going to compile multiple times because it wants to make sure that it's right. Because you want that to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so GCC on any operating system, except for Linux from scratch, will, mm-hmm. will at least compile itself three times when you compile it. And uh, unless you're a savage with a server farm like I am, it will probably take you quite a while. And then if uh, you have packages de- that are dependent on GCC or that mm-hmm. version of GCC, they need to be recompiled against that version of GCC. Otherwise, they don't work. So uh, on Gen 2, by the way, mm-hmm. when GCC updates come in, uh, they tell you that you don't have to recompile the entire operating system. But there mm-hmm. are people that still do because, you know, it's kind- it kind of matters, especially mm-hmm. if you're a DWM user. Mm-hmm. especially <laughs> one of the things that I, I i often i i see people get confused about with the whole back compatibility thing because people will say linux is great for legacy hardware which is true in most contexts there's a lot of things people kind of like oversell on it but i i i hear people try to like extend that argument to like Linux is great for running legacy software. I don't know how they get this far. I, I really don't know what they've read, like who they've talked to. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, Linux is great for legacy software. I think I, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people have been like weirdly conditioned into thinking that everything is like Exorg. Exorg hasn't moved in so fucking long that there are like 15 year old X, uh, like X11 applications that still work with absolutely no issue because the API is not really updated. Like it, it, it's pretty much the same thing for the past 40 years. <laughs> like it's, that's not the way most things work. Most things there's going to be a bit of changes. There's going to be a bit of bit rot. Um, I, I don't know, man. People, people are weird. Well, think about it this way. Xorg is still the mm-hmm. de facto standard for graphical applications on Linux. Mm-hmm. So as a result, rather than the application developers having to uh, maintain their, their project, think about how much effort it goes into make, sh- make sure that Xorg still works with modern things. That is not a light task. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you mentioned with um the Arc GPUs, I I'm not surprised that they work a lot better on Wayland. Like, I it it does make it it makes perfect sense. It make, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I Wayland is the direction. Look, I I, I look. We get into this topic every single time. I, I every time I talk to anybody, I have to get into the topic. Wayland I mean, is the direction the we're Wayland going. Advocate. It's happening. We we all know it. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's happening. I mean, it, it's happened for me, at least, because, you know, I bought the Arc GPU and I realized that my screen freezes every three and a half seconds. Uh, let's try this Wayland thing. Hey, it magically works. What are you actually <laughs> uh, running on your desktop at this point? Uh, so I have been playing around with 
with jumping around all across all the different hyperlink repositories I possibly could find, uh, which includes ones that aren't that haven't seen an update in like two years, which you know surprisingly still compiling work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Waymonad is actually pretty interesting. The only reason I don't you have a video hy- for it is because I just heard you said hyperlink repositories. Uh oh, uh yeah, I have, I have tested <laughs> Hy- hyperlink. Hyperlink yeah. is just WL roots at this point. It's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just but, taking you know, over everything. The funny thing about Waymonad is that Waymonad is actually very functional and mm-hmm. actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it's built against a version of WL Roots that you have to recompile the old XDG portal for, which, by the way, w- that version of WL Roots does not support the WLR portal. So there is no screen capture on that one. Ah. <laughs> so that's why I haven't posted a but video why- on Waymonad. Yeah, why did you... Wait, I'm sorry. Why are you even trying out Waymonad? It was uploaded uploaded like four years ago. Uh, it's free and open source software. I will do whatever I want. That's fair. You can do that, but I'm just confused why why that one. Uh, because you know, I I honestly think that the Xmonad project mm. should probably look at it because it is Xmonad for Wayland, mm-hmm. almost quite literally. It's just that uh, they basically just need to rewrite it at this point just to get it on a modern version of Haskell and modern version of WL Roots. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a small task, but you know, the example is there. Right. 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 Because I know when they uh they initially did have a look at it and they just wanted to like scrap it and sort of start over again. Yep, and that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but you think it's it works as a baseline as sort of like a a bit of reference material about like what a a Wayland version of Xmonad could be like. Uh, yes, I I honestly think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, uh, I don't know Haskell programming. I've only ever done any programming in, like, very bad bash scripting and Lua. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So what other, what other WL Roots composer did you try? Uh, I have, of course, tried Hyperland. Sure. Uh, I posted a video on that one. I posted a video on LabWC, which LabWC, if you're, like, an open box fan, uh, give LabWC a look, because it's, it's literally open box for Wayland. Mm-hmm. It's not Waybox. Waybox is more true to that, but uh, LabWC is still maintained. And uh, the only thing that's real that that's really different is that uh, LabWC respects GTK themes. It doesn't necessarily directly support like the old OpenBox themes, although you can use the OpenBox themes with it. Okay. It would just translate the OpenBox theme into a GTK theme. Mm-hmm. So uh, it and uh, it's one of the few uh, dedicated compositors for Wayland that ju- just straight up is. A GTK compositor. Mm-hmm. So if if you're looking for like that floating experience, uh, that's that's where you should go. Uh, that's the only thing that I ha- that uh, I have verified in like a commenter on the video I was verified is that the dynamic menus don't work. But how many people actually use the dynamic menus on OpenBox? Dynamic menus being what? I don't. Use uh, so OpenBox works off of a right click menu. Sure. You and uh, you can edit edit the menu. You can add whatever you want. So a lot of people just put like that menu has like their application launcher sure. and uh you and on OpenBox you can script it so that way you could get like your mpv status or your mpc status or i mean mpd that's what i mean yeah. uh so like you can get your music playback progress or you can get it to like post like rss feed updates for you and hmm. stuff like that it, it's actually really cool like actually uh distro distro tubes can make use of it in a couple scenarios uh so uh, if you haven't looked at that, might want to play around with it, you know? Mm. Uh, because, you know, OpenBox is still a fantastic window manager, even to this day. It's just, uh, 
just remember that it hasn't seen an update since 2008 because you know xorg it doesn't matter sure wait is it, i'm sorry what wait hold up it hasn't seen an update since 2000 what yeah because openbox was declared feature complete in 2008 all right yeah, yeah that, that's. I fair. mean, if it's if it's declared feature complete, then the only thing that you need to work on is just stability and security patches. Well, it's a window manager that runs on runs on Xorg. So, <laughs> does security really matter? Only if you launch Xorg with root. So, if you just don't launch it with root, then the security doesn't really matter that much. So, then the only thing that you're working with is stability patches, which you know Openbox has ten years prior of just nothing but stability patches for it. Seems so like it's the, super stable. Seems like the last update was 2015. Which was a add include of Cairo.h when using libsvg. So, like, very much a minor, yeah, update version 3.6, add missing file, merge, minor branch. All of this is like very, very, like, minor, minor changes in here. Update yeah. Norwegian translation. Add yeah, when was the, Galician. Uh, when was the last time a, a, a feature was actually directly installed? Uh, added. Uh, let's see here. There's a commit here. Update my email address in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't see anything like super featurey. It seems a lot more like maintenance stuff. Just making sure shit still works. It seems like it might be a couple of bugs that are getting addressed here and there, but like nothing like actual featurey. Yeah, and uh, that that is that is the wonderful work that uh, you know corporations have put into xorg just as a proof of concept right there this is my favorite commit <laughs> commit double space just removes it up <laughs> random double space <laughs> just removing random double space here's the syntax fix <laughs> beautiful the best kind of commit i'm i i, I am I am a happy child whenever I'm looking over a git log and I see something like that. I'm like, what's this commit? Oh, let's look at it. that diff file. Is, it's only changing a single character. And the funny thing is when you're messing around with a programming language and you see that commit where they're adding the missing comma. <laughs> because Lua is table-based and every table has its own index. And, they, and those index separators are commas. And a comma is such a tiny character that it is easily missed. Especially when you delve in other programming languages that don't require commas in their tables. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Python. We love Python. Python's such a great language. It is a fantastic language that I will never learn. <laughs> I have no reason to, so why would I learn it? <laughs> uh, to stop using Bash script for everything and use Python instead. Uh, my Bash script is only like two lines long, so That's fair. why? That's fair. Fair point. Uh... <laughs> To use what's that? What's that Python Qtile? That one Qtile. Oh, I, I guess that would be the most Python I would ever write. Which you know, I've had people request I do a Qtile video because mm -hmm. you know I have this series on my channel called the Window Manager Project, where the goal is to eventually have a video on every single win window manager that exists on Linux. It's a long journey. I'm it's a sure, long journey. I'm sure there's going to be some real obscure ones that you're going to uh, look at some point. Uh, there are definitely some very obscure ones. Mm -hmm. Like, when's the last time that uh, you've heard of anybody using FVWM? I think I might be the only other person who knows what FVWM is. Well, did you know that it's still maintained? 
No. Yeah. There's a version 3 for FDWM. FBW, <laughs> it is still maintained. Because FDWM uh, was fact, the base for a couple of compo- uh, a couple of window managers, from my understanding. Yep. Yeah, XFWM yep. came from that, yeah. Now, uh, the fantastic thing about FBWM is that it is a historically important window manager because it was the very first window manager to bring to you virtual desktops. Because uh, FBWM is something like fancy virtual virtual desktop window manager. Huh. I didn't know that uh, far. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, TWM, by the way, saw a commit recently, too. Uh, you know, if you want to use, like, the standard of window managers, because mm-hmm. that, is the ex- that is the official XORG window manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still <clears throat> trying to figure out how to write a X resources config file for that one. <clears throat> it, the documentation is fantastic and doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, I wonder... TWM Unix porn. Surely there's got to be at least one person. <laughs> oh, I found one. Oh my goodness, I want to see this. <laughs> is it three? Is it three open uh, uh, terminals? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, it is in fact one open terminal, a web browser. Oh, we've actually got four windows spawning in here. Is oh, that impressive with TWM? Uh, so the thing about TWM is that yeah. you can't. Is that when you're in TWM, you can't launch an additional <laughs> program. Oh, it has to be launched via X resources on the TWM launch time, which is why when you you run into the Xorg fallback session that that some distros run and it boots up TWM, it immediately mm-hmm. spawns three Xterm windows, because that's the only way you can actually really realistically launch anything. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why people don't use it anymore. Yeah. I see why uh, why FVWM uh, sort of became a lot more important. Than- yeah, that said, uh, there's a reason why uh, TWM is actually one of the most resource-efficient window managers you can actually run. It literally only uses bytes of memory rather than kilobytes of memory like TWM. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, it's literally because all TWM does, Mm -hmm. like literally all it does is just tell XORG paint the window for me. And then it just plops whatever windows you want to launch inside it. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's almost like what DWM does, except DWM also has like fancy tiling rules. Because, you know, they actually want a functional window manager. <laughs> it's funny they call DWM functional, but I guess relative to TWM, yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh but yeah, there's there's another uh window manager called TWM. It's actually like tiny window manager. It's only like two hundred lines of code long. Yeah, yeah, I know about that one, yeah. Thing. Yeah, it basically just does the same thing, except that you you know it it actually supports like application launching and floating windows. Wow, that's crazy! What a what an insane feature that is. Yeah, what an insane concept. Oh, it has hotkeys. Whoa. Oh wow. Uh, Alt plus button one. Uh, interact ma- This is terrible document- uh, documentation. Interact uh, interactive window move. Alt F one raise. Focus window. Wow, that's a really big feature. You can actually raise the window height. Crazy. Yeah, let's put it on top of the stack, please. The it's basically you... just like, let's put the window in focus. 
the, the fact that you need a hotkey to put it in focus, like just well, oh, it, it supports click to focus too because that's just a that's just an Xorg standard feature. Right, right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, Xorg's totally secure. My my favorite thing I learned about Xorg is that any other window can redraw any other window, which is just amazing. Yep. So if you have like you know. A password prompt another application can just draw over that password prompt and just be like yo that's it, mine now yeah and that's how your pocket daemon works because <laughs> uh the way the pocket daemon actually draws a well the, the way that the gnome pocket works or used to work was that it would draw is that uh when something required root privileges would launch through gnome Mm-hmm. It would spawn the pocket window in a sub terminal underneath the window com- window manager, mm-hmm. and then that would spawn the graphical window that you type your password into. Right. And then it would just effectively copy paste it from the graphical application to the sub terminal, and then it would launch your application. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Efficiency. I don't think I've used the GNOME one before. I think I had the the. KDE one installed because the the terminal based one's been broken for like a long 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 very very long well, time. You're also technically not supposed to use that one as a user. That's why. <laughs> don't 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 expose it to me as a user. There there are some random terminal applications that try to use it, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, yep. What are you doing? Like, because it, it uses that as a fullback, obviously, if there's nothing else actually installed. And if you're on Arch, nothing else is going to be installed if you just have, like, a window manager. So, yep, I had to make sure I installed something. I think there was, like, one... What was it? It was, like... There was a CPU-Z clone uh, that I'm forgetting the name of. CPU-X? Yeah, that one. Uh, CPU-X, uh, yeah. which uh, needed a pocket name installed. And I didn't have one. So I was like, ah, uh, what's, what's, what's happening? Why is it broken? Yeah, you, you sit there, you... I, I think you use D-Menu, so you'd, so you'd open D-Menu and tell it to launch it, and just nothing happens. I think you could do, like, the basic functionality, but there was a couple of things... Like, I think it was, like... You couldn't check temps uh, or something? It, would, uh, it wouldn't be able to check the clock speeds... Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The boost levels, the bus speeds, or... But it could basically get everything that you could out of just caddings slash proc slash cpu info yeah so not super useful but could be less useful yeah which realistically like it do you really need to know that much if you get the processor's model number just put, post that into google if you have an intel gpu or a cpu uh intel's arc website is literally the reason why i still buy intel cpus because <laughs> really like i know these, what that cpu's got you really like these arc gpus don't you uh well I I I do like the Arc GPUs because mm-hmm. you know I like not having to install a video driver after I install a Linux Linux uh distribu- distribution mm-hmm. and uh you know uh it just works like it actually just works and mm-hmm. is fantastic that and Intel has hands down the best driver support of all the graphics stacks mm-hmm. if you look at it because uh they've got the only GPL endorsed driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas AMD's is MIT, and then half the drivers proprietary firmware firmware decryption. A lot of people forget about that part. They're like, "Oh, look, AMD's got this great yep. open source driver." Yeah, let's just not yep. talk about the the firmware. Nope. And yeah, then... wait. Uh, try to install Triscoll with your AMD GPU, and then realize that you're that you're hard limited to a 
to a uh, 720p screen resolution. Actually, less than 720p. You know what you could do? Not use a meme distro. You could do that. Or it could be like me and have a single ultrawide as your only monitor and then go like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to daily drive Triscoll for a month and then find out that uh, my screen resolution is hard locked to 1024 by 768. <laughs> On an ultrawide, which by the way, looks <laughs> double bad because now not, a, not a, now not only is everything monstrously huge, but it's fat. Oh, does it try to stretch across the entire screen? It does stretch it. Oh, no. I thought you were saying it was going to put, like, a square in the middle. No. That's... that. Because, well, <laughs> the signal for the square resolution will be translated through the HDMI cable to your monitor. Mm-hmm. But the firmware of the monitor will sit there and go like, hey, this, this, this doesn't fill my entire screen. By default, I'm going to fill up the entire screen. Uh... Same same thing that your TV does. Sure, sure. Otherwise, uh, you know, like if you're watching a Netflix on your smart TV, uh, Netflix will pre will buffer down the video mm-hmm. uh, resolution for you, and uh, that way, you know, your Netflix movie is still full screen when you when it's broadcasting 480p. That's fair. That's fair. Which, by the way, Netflix does work on my internet connection now. What happened this? Give us more stories about your garbage internet situation. Oh, uh, it is actually not garbage now. Oh? Uh, because, yeah, the local town suddenly suddenly realized that mm-hmm. after one of the council members signed up for this Dish Network internet service, mm-hmm. that satellite internet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. Are you in so, an area uh, that gets, like, really, like, snow or, like, really hot? Uh yes. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. it, it does snow out here and <laughs> it does get mildly warm. In fact, uh I live in the state of Ohio for clarification for everybody. Uh I think when I kind of got snow, that from the shirt. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it could also be Oregon Linux Fest, but it's actually Ohio Linux Fest. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah. No, uh, but uh you know, uh in Ohio, uh the most snow that we, the most snow that we get out of a day is maybe like 10 inches, so like that much snow. There, uh-huh. there are places that get a lot more. Mm-hmm. There are places that get a lot less. I recognize that. Sure. But the, the, the thing about Ohio is that snow very quickly turns into water. Mm-hmm. Which means that winter here is a giant muddy mess. Oh. And every time it gets super cold, all of that mud freezes. And now we've got <laughs> ice everywhere. <laughs> now, the secret, the secret about this and why I'm mentioning it specifically is because snow is not bad for electronics. Mm-hmm. Water turning into ice is. Because when water freezes, it mm-hmm. expands. Boom, science. <laughs> uh, so... Water expands <clears throat> something like 2.5 times when it turns into ice. That's why your ice. That's why when you're filling an, an ice cube tray to freeze it, freeze and make yourself some ice cubes, mm. you don't fill the tray all the way to the top. You fill part. You fill it like halfway. Does it expand that much? Uh, so, it depends on how quickly it freezes. Sure, sure. I, I believe, but it does it does grow in volume. Nine percent greater. I don't know. We got two hundred fifty percent. No, okay, okay. So it. I'm just 
throwing like random I, I, I'm not a scientist, all I, right? I'm not a scientist either. That's why I went to Google. I, I own and operate a factory. I'm not a scientist. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I hire I hire you a scientist. Hit, you, you hit a machine with eight tons of pressure with a fucking hammer. Yeah, you're clearly yes. not a scientist. <laughs> I mean, it worked. So yeah, you okay? What what happened with your internet situation? Because you were saying okay, uh, they tried so out anyways, the satellite; it was garbage. Uh, he he pushed out an emergency legislative bill mm-hmm. to realloc to cancel the contract with Dish Network and sue them for the refund, which they got pretty quick. <laughs> uh, and then they then took all the money that they got back mm-hmm. and dumped it on the ISP. So mm-hmm. my ISP will in fact last. For the next 15 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, my mom and pop ISP will continue into next year. Sweet. That's awesome. And at, and as part of the upgrade, they get to redeploy their entire network, and they're redeploying with fiber optic lines. Wow. Yeah, they're going... They're going I'm going from phone lines to fiber. Fucking <laughs> hell. That's a nice upgrade. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I might have... You know, influence the network admin to place a hub directly across the street from me. That way, I can get fiber to house. <laughs> oh, because you know, uh, technically, I don't live in town, but I live in a small community outside that's just outside of town. Mm-hmm. So we can just justif- so that's justification to put a hub right there. Because mm-hmm. you know, uh, this ISP serves all of the buildings in this little spot that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it makes sense to have that hub there. That way you can run service to all the buildings. Right, right. So I'm going to get fiber directly to the house. Nice! Lighter, the only trade-off is that uh, I did, in fact, have to pay for this. Sure, sure. Uh, it was not a tiny amount, but it is already paid for, and I'm not going to disclose how much I paid for it because then that tells you how rich I am, which secretly I'm not nearly that rich anymore. <laughs> yeah, five, uh, five is expensive. Is yeah yeah well the fun fact is that fiber is not actually as expensive as you think it is well, digging holes because, is expensive well they're putting this up on p- okay holes. Put it on, put, oh yeah, you so guys do on poles they're, dude. they're not digging uh, yeah we, we put all our wires on poles here because you know if we well here's the thing if we put it underground mm. it gets exposed to the water and ice that actually is a good point <laughs> Which, I don't know which wire you want to fix. Do you want to fix the one that's up on the pole, or do you want to fix the one that's underground? Mm, that's actually a fair argument. In yeah, Australia, and, we uh, just put... The only thing that's, in, you, like, that's not underground is the power lines. And a lot, of, a lot of places do underground power lines as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks better, and honestly, it's been probably more environmentally friendly for that wire to be under the ground rather than above the ground. Also, but it makes sense. There are, there are legitimate use cases for it being above ground. Yeah, okay, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, that said, if the fiber line breaks, uh, there is no such thing as just splicing it back together. You have to replace the whole run. Mm, yeah. Point. Yeah. Which, thankfully, thankfully, I think the deployment plan is for every five miles, there's go- they're going to install a relay to help boost the fiber optic signal and, you know, keep that light being nice and bright. So uh, that's going to be a breaking fiber line every five miles. The mm-hmm. issue is that if the fi- that fiber line breaks, you have to replace five miles of line. Mm-hmm. Which I I believe that there are some patches that you can do. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not like an actual fix. It's basically just like a band-aid for temporary service. Right, right. It's not as simple which, as like taking a copper line just like boop. Yeah. Just which, you know, if uh, you know, you're a massive <laughs> corporate ISP like here in the United States, that temporary fix might be temporarily permanent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might just keep pocketing the uh the money that you've been given for thirty years yeah. and but never do anything. Thankfully, Thankfully, the big advantage of fiber fiber optic lines is the the wire itself has mm-hmm. no actual cap on the amount of capacity it can serve. Mm-hmm. At least not one that we've been able to measure as a species of humans with our current technology. Mm-hmm. We have been completely unable to measure that. The one thing that the only limiter is everything that connects to the wire. Mm-hmm. That's uh the that's the spli- splices, the boosters, and all that. That's right, right. that's all you really need to upgrade for a modern service. Mm-hmm. Which you know, uh, their net their network switch serve can serve up to like uh, I think they said it was a three hundred terab- terabit switch. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, and that's a small one. <laughs> so uh, they're gonna have we're gonna have some bandwidth here. Yeah. So what sort of speeds? Are you possibly looking at for yourself? Uh, I am no longer going to be on the dumb pipe. Uh, instead, I'm going to be on a normal person service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to just be going for just standard gigabit, even though I can go significantly faster if I so want to. <laughs> how much? How much is gigabit going to be for you? Just, just out of curiosity. If you can say, uh, if I don't, if I, to avoid disclosing my super special me discount, how much uh, would a it, normal person pay for it? We'll say, uh, the normal person would probably pay like $120 a month for it. Right. Okay. It. Yeah. Because you know, uh, this is new rollout. They got to like payback bills and they're, they're doing the things where they're promising that the bill might go down in the future after they get everything paid off, which this ISP does actually do because they've done it before. But that doesn't mean that they're going to do it. To that other massive companies like you know Verizon, <laughs> Spectrum, won't won't as well. Mm. They most of the time they just don't. I okay. The Australian dollar is obviously weak in the US dollar, but I pay one hundred and ten dollars for two fifty by twenty five. Yeah. So I think I think a hundred. So yeah, one hundred and twenty. One hundred and twenty. Let's see what 120 USD is. 120 USD to AUD is... Uh, $184. I would pay $184 for... Yeah, I'll pay $184 for gigabit. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Lighted, uh, the idea is that even though, like... The main reason why I'm getting fiber to, fiber to house is mm. because you know I'm less than a mile away from the from from uh, the the actual ISP. Mm-hmm. That's why I've that's why I was on the dump pipe for the DSL to begin with because you know I happen to be physically close enough that they could justify it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, for the for the viewers, if you don't know what I mean by dump pipe, it yeah. means that it means that I had no actual cap on my data speeds. It was literally served to me as fast as it can possibly be served to me that that's really it mm-hmm. which of course means that if the uh network is under a heavy load uh i'm i am naturally going to be the lowest priority on the totem pole unless you know i dial number two on my speed dial and go like hey can i get network priority please <laughs> <laughs> 
which I have done before for the sake of distro hacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what sort of uh, what sort of like max speeds had you ever seen through that method? Obviously, it was still DSL, uh, so like you know. I have gotten up to sixty-four megabits. Pretty That's impressive. That's just downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Upload. Upload. I've never gotten more than like ten to eleven. Mm-hmm. You got to bear in mind that this is being done through a phone line, which is very skinny and very small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, if uh, you don't know what that is, think of an Ethernet cable, but like <laughs> a quarter of the size. <laughs> I don't think my, my my audience is about my age. I think most people know what a phone line is. Well, you know, you don't know about the podcast listener. Oh, actually, let me let me find out what. No, I think my my podcast has like an uptick at like the sixty five plus. Oh, does it really? Yeah, I let me have a look. My, my goodness. Um, audience. People were saying maybe it's people just selecting, like, just scrolling down the age list and just selecting whatever's at the bottom. <laughs> um, yeah. So biggest group: twenty-seven point nine percent, twenty-three to twenty-seven. Uh, second biggest: twenty-eight to thirty-four at twenty-four point two. Third biggest: uh, thirty-five to forty-four at twenty-three. Two point eight percent. 45 to 59 1.7% 60 plus Oh well uh if if you uh worked for a certain uh, telecom provider like I did like I did in the past uh I've had to explain how to put batteries into a remote before so uh Some people just don't know things Oh actually let me explain my fucking nightmare of an internet service I had So I don't have a local mom and pop ISP I have this like mid-sized ISP. So in Australia, uh, every ISP is a reseller. So we have yeah. the National Broadband Network. Everyone resells the NBN's lines. There is fixed pricing, basically. Like, there's no movement. The only difference is, like, their individual, like, networking gear. Um, so for a while, I was getting absolute garbage upload speeds. I was getting my download just fine. I was getting my 250, but my upload was stuck at, like, point ish maybe sometimes 6 6.5 when i should have been getting 25 now this was at like midnight so there should have been no issue getting full speed i had four calls with my isp three calls where they all wanted me to do the exact same thing are you on wi-fi make sure you're not on wi-fi i'm lit. i literally have a cat 6 cable running from my modem into my computer. Make sure you're not on Wi-Fi. Like, oh, okay, you're not on Wi-Fi. Make sure you're not using 2.4 gigahertz. We just established I'm not using Wi-Fi. Why are you... <laughs> Go off script a little bit, please. Setting up, like, bridge connections, doing all of these things, and, like, can anybody go off fucking script? Like, once I've done okay, the same... Okay, so... You, you, can I explain that to you? Yes, yes. Okay, so... I used to work tech support for an isp uh-huh uh they they have the big letter v and they, they serve they serve <laughs> a, a fiber optic internet service in uh new jersey and <laughs> northern california i think it's northern california it might be southern california i i can't i don't really remember it this was like 10 years ago <laughs> but anyways uh yeah uh the the system that they that they uh that you would type all the customer notes into Mm-hmm. is literally a walkthrough wizard because the people that they pull into that job 
you have to first of all recognize mm-hmm. that this is the world's crappiest job because people will call you and the only thing that they ever do is file a complaint because you're working tech support you literally signed up for this of course you're going to get the angry phone call <laughs> and the phone calls are almost never happy to start with mm-hmm. sometimes they end very happy other a lot of the times they end passively <laughs> and there's a certain fraction where you're sitting there explaining how to put batteries and in, batteries into the tv remote when your wizard is telling you that this is a customer issue it is not your problem mm-hmm. now uh this wizard literally will not progress unless they ask you that stupid question and yes they can cheat it mm-hmm. however Every single phone call is potentially monitored Mm. and every single phone call is potentially audited because they don't tell you when they audit the phone calls. Mm. And if you and if you cheat your way through the wizard, that's immediate grounds for termination. Mm. It's a bit harder to fire people in Australia than it is in the US. So, well, I'm I'm I also live in a right to work state where not only do you have the right to work, you get you basically have the right to get fired for any reason that is not federally banned. Yeah, we we don't. It's a, it's a lot yeah. harder to fire people. We have a lot stronger unions here. Just a lot stronger, like, employee protections. It's a lot harder to get yeah. rid of. Even if they're fucking garbage, it's a lot harder to get rid Look, of people. Uh, okay, as a small business <clears throat> owner, <clears throat> I recognize that, you know, it's nice to have, like, those right-to-work laws because, you know, <clears throat> then I can just fire <clears throat> the person that's obviously not doing their job. <laughs> but you know as a person that has been an employee in the past and has mm-hmm. applied for jobs and worked a lot of crap jobs <laughs> like you know scrubbing porta potties or working tech support for the le- for the letter v <laughs> uh i also recognize that it's very easy to get yourself fired it's also very easy to become the wage slave in in america because <laughs> you know that credit card application it's like right there yeah, and you're yeah. already pre-approved so it's very easy, very easy to overspend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with this ISP, I eventually got the uh, the call escalated to a manager who was willing to actually like think off the script. Um, and it turns out that there was a so like most ISPs, like they give you like a modem that they want you to use. Uh, this modem had a firmware update. And added a new feature called QoS Quality of Service. Ah, yes. And uh, it enabled itself by default. Of course. So it had put. Uh, it, I think the default mode was like general or something like that. So it was like ah. So most people don't need the full upload pipe because most people like uploading videos to Facebook. They're doing Snapchat. Like five megabits, fine. And it was yep. hard locking to five megabit. It was like, hey, try turning this feature off. I'm like, I don't know how this feature got turned on. Turn it off. Boop. Four hours. Issue solved. Four hours of calls. One person is like, hey, try this feature. And it's like, okay, it's done now. Yeah. Now, by intention, QoS is supposed to not do that. Because the way that it works is that if you used your internet service for longer and you were mm-hmm. constantly using the upload speed to upload to YouTube, it would eventually prioritize that traffic. The issue is the policy that they're having might not be a self-adjusting policy. It might it just was, be a hard lock policy. It was very hard. Yeah, so it could just be prioritizing voice traffic. 
Yeah, it was different than, modes. Know. There was like a streaming mode, a gaming mode. Yeah. But like the, the mode that was on, it was like the, the general basic Yeah, because mode. when you upload to YouTube, you're just doing a general upload of a file. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the general upload is actually, you know, just sync syncing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's probably their, that was probably their intended use case because, you know, that's what the normal person would do is they only use their upload speed because, you know, they happen to be running like a cloud sync store storage or something like that, which in that case, the speed doesn't really matter because what you past the initial upload, you're just uploading file changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one thing I do hate about the, I, this, this is one thing I really fucking hate about the modem that they gave us. So it doesn't have a web interface to control it. The web interface just gives you a, a couple of status things. You control it with a fucking smartphone app. I I yep. cannot stand this thing. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I briefly bought Starlink. Mm -hmm. uh, and by briefly means that I almost immediately returned it after I realized that in order for me to make any configuration change to that firewall, I would have to call Starlink and have them <clears throat> change it for me. There's a there's a fun story about Starlink that uh I will send you. This I just saw this earlier today. Oh yeah, the fraud detection. Yeah, so anyone just <laughs> listening, uh Starlink's overzealous fraud detection locked users out of their accounts. Now there is on like the Starlink login page, there is no like number to call. There's nothing. The only thing you can do is send them a support email that they probably won't read. That is the only option you have. Well, it also depends on how new of a customer <clears throat> that you are. Mm -hmm. If you're a brand new customer, they might respond to it a little bit quicker. Or if you're a business, they're kind of mandated sure, to business, respond a little yeah. bit quicker. But that doesn't mean that they're going to respond any quicker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my my housemate when we were having this internet trouble was like oh let's get starlink like no we're not fucking getting starlink on a on a house i have fiber to this fucking house we're not getting we're not fucking trying out it, starlink if there's a if there's a hardware connection that's like larger than than a phone cable you know like that good old-fashioned rj6 phone line mm -hmm. uh then don't get Starlink. No, no. No, just don't. Like, there is... It's great if you need... You have an RV. Like, that That situation is absolutely great for something like Starlink. Mm, not even. No? Nah? Uh, it, theoretically, it would work, but uh, Starlink geolocates you. Mm -hmm. And it will hardlock to you unless you, like, pay them an extra fee because you're in an RV. Well, no, I mean, like, then... they do have their RV... Yeah, version. which even then you have to like use like this. You have to log into like your Starlink account portal and t tell them that hey, I'm in an RV and I'm about to move my RV. Oh, every time you do that, yeah. What? Yep, Wait. that's a thing. <laughs> okay, I take back what I said. That just don't. You know what? Just just get a uh, get a wireless hub and just accept that you won't have connections in like giant portions of the country. That that'll work better. Yeah, or you know, you, you you can either not have service, or you can pay for multiple for providers. Mm -hmm. Which uh, there there's a lot of RV people that actually do that. They mm -hmm. pay for both a Verizon bill and an AT and T bill because those are the two major providers in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, Verizon, if you're East Coast, AT and T, if you're West Coast, if mm -hmm. you're in the middle, you buy both. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> huh. Yeah, in Australia, we we don't have. 
as much of a monopoly in that regard. Like, you, you can generally get good service with everyone. It's usually, like, in the weird... In, like, that center bit, you get, like, really iffy service, like, depending on it, but... Yeah, it is. Australia doesn't have it as like hard of a boundary as it sits. Like you know, I I understand that the US is like this this weird non compete between the major companies. Like we will not encroach on your territory as long as you don't encroach on our territory, sort of deal. Well, the one that happens to be in the general populous area, the lawmakers aren't going to say anything. Mm-mm. Oh well, they probably will, but uh, they'll be encouraged not to. Yeah, they'll. Look, it's just a bribe. It's just cool what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Ohio. Uh, fun fact about Ohio: we literally had had a uh, a legislator go to uh, jail for 20 years because he was accepting bribes. Thanks, First Energy. Thanks. If any of you if any of you are curious about that, look up Ohio House Bill Six, <laughs> and uh, that'll give you the whole story. Thanks, Cleveland.com. Wait, but uh, yeah, this uh, this energy, this uh, nuclear energy provider, First Energy, was literally paying this guy under the table to mm-hmm. pass legislation saying that their profitable uh, power plants were going to fail. <laughs> oh, wait! I'm, I'm gonna remember, I'm... remember where I said profitable power plants. Mm. It's just that they weren't as profitable as they used to be because suddenly green energy exists. Mm. People are building solar panels and putting them on their houses. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm trying to. There's a there's a story I'm trying to find an article on that that fucking every website's terrible. Um, another U.S. politician. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's okay. So. When I'm talking about, like, representatives, I'm talking about a state representative, mm-hmm. not a federal representative. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. is a little weird compared to other countries because uh, each state, government-wise, almost acts like an independent country, mm-hmm. but it's not an independent country. Think of it like the EU, but the EU is, has more power in their in their union. And like, right, right. Uh, so, like, uh, rather than, you know, suggesting that, you know, the nations have the laws, the, the EU law is the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's generally how that works. But uh, when I'm talking about like uh, a Ohio representative, I'm talk I'm I'm talking about like a representative that reports to Columbus, Ohio, which is my state's capital, right, and right. like their state house. Mm-hmm. And he represents not only my, and he represents a portion of the state of Ohio. In my case, being like uh, our maps changed, and I think it's just uh, my county, and then like the two counties north of me. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't make it a secret of where I live. I live. I live in Logan County, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could pro- you, you could easily Google my name and find me because I used to be a public advocate. There's no way I'm hiding that shit anyway. <laughs> you probably can find like there was a there was a, some stuff a while back with uh, a certain uh, what was it? Server provider, certain server provider that had a a data leak. Uh, so, so a lot of my stuff's out there. At least it, it's some older stuff now, but you, you can find some stuff if you look if you look hard enough. Yeah, I'm sure there's been plenty of other data leaks. My stuff's been in that I just never 
realized. I'm I'm sure that a lot of my data is out there if you well, if you go searching enough. I have a US credit account that's older than uh, 2014, which uh, you know that means that uh, basically my entire financial record is available on like the dark web. Thanks, Experian. Wait, what's the deal there? Oh, Experian had like that big hack where like every single person that ever had a credit record ever, because, you know, they are one of the three fundamental credit agencies in the United States, which mm -hmm. means that they had all of your data. Uh, they just ha so happened to have it on the Internet on a plain text file. <laughs> what? And they only paid like twenty six million dollars in fines for it. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, multi trillion dollar company. Post uh, financial records for every single person that in the United States that has a record account, which is like half the population. And uh, their fine was like $26 million. And uh, a lot of bad press for a year. I feel like there's a couple zeros missing from that. There are, in fact, a couple zeros missing from that. Fucking hell. Yep. <laughs> uh, not only are there... Uh, a couple missing zeros from that, but that company still exists. <laughs> and uh, they are more profitable than ever. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Fucking hell. You got you have a great country. It is a fantastic country. Uh, you should totally move here. Uh, you never, know? never, never mind that, you know, there's a very good reason to not move here. <laughs> that said, if you, if you do want to move here, I will literally help you get a visa because I need employees. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good chilling oh. in Australia where I can walk outside and there's just uh I, I was going to say there's just some crackheads around but you guys have that as well. You probably have more crackheads. Well, my my state just re very recently legalized recreational marijuana, so uh oh. Yeah, they're they're definitely outside now. Australia is well, very slow in this regard. I think there's medical in like one or two states, but like that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, we we have medical here. Mm -hmm. uh, we just authorized uh, recreational, which that doesn't take effect until like next month mm -hmm. is when that law actually takes effect. But that does that's not stopping anybody. Is that because why would is that like full legalization or just decriminalization? Uh, full legalization. The and uh, so the way the way that the marijuana law works. In Ohio, well, at least starting next month, is that mm. it's literally regulated just like alcohol. Right. So someone could yeah. someone open up a store then if they wanted to. Yeah, you can you can open up oh. a store. Right, that's fair. And uh, you can grow the plants yourself. The light lighted because it's just like alcohol. You need a license to uh, sure, sure. you know uh, open up the store and distribute. But you know it's like a fifty dollar fee for a license. The U.S. is and, really uh, really weird. Like like. When you're comparing it to the EU, because, like, you have that overseer, the EU, that, like, sets major yeah. EU laws. Uh, Obviously, different uh, countries have their own, like, individual things on top of that. But, like, the fact that there are, like, there are states that are, like, fully open with just growing and selling weed right next to states where it's, like, very, very illegal. And you just, like, go across the board, like... The the mm -hmm. fact that anything functions in that country, I don't, I don't understand. I have honestly debated for a while now where <laughs> I should just do a video where I explain how the government infrastructure works in the United States because it is actually quite fascinating. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I have 
the village, I have the county. Well, I have the village, I have the township, I have the county, I have the state, I I have the tri-state, and then I have the federal, and then so what's the, what the is actual a, federal. What is a tri-state? What does that mean? Uh, as in, there's a three-state, as in what's... for every block of three states, so in my case being Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan, <laughs> uh, there is there is a subcommittee of the federal government that can manage that. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't have enough states for that to be a thing. <laughs> well, I've got 50 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Give or take. Uh, anyway, lighted, what, what, uh, count? There's probably going to be a commenter that says that the tri-state uh, representative is not a thing. It actually is a thing. <clears throat> it's just that it's an executive thing, not a legislative thing. Right. That That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a clue that that existed at all. Yeah. It exists. But yeah, I've I've honestly debated like doing a video about that. But mm-hmm. you know, like every town government works slightly different from others as well. But in general, there's like you have the town council and then there's a mayor and then you know there's like a judge. Mm-hmm. Uh they're all elected. Uh and then you and then you have the county, you have like the staff for the county sometimes it's a council sometimes it's a single guy other times it's like a couple guys or you know sometimes there might be just one person that does all the county functions for the entire county you know I'm, I'm sure there's like some local level governmental stuff in australia as well but here the thing yeah. about australia is no one gives a shit like when we get like local elections that come around nobody has any fucking clue who a single person on there is uh, it's the same way here, except that, uh, you know, people tend to overestimate just how powerful the federal government is in the United States, when in reality, uh, you should vote in your <clears throat> local election, not <throat> the federal election, if you want, want like things to actually change. Because Donald Trump can't do nearly as much as he claims that he can do, because your local town representative is supposed to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the reason why a lot of people who... Here's, I think, what the big difference is. In the US, people choose to vote. So if you're going to choose to... Obviously, there's people who just do it because, like, that's just... They feel like that's what they should be doing. But, like, if you're going out and choosing to vote, most people at least are going to have, like, some... Even if they don't have a good understanding, they're going to have at least some level of interest in it. Whereas in Australia, everybody is forced to vote, so nobody fucking wants to do it. Yeah. Actually, the fine that, for not voting isn't even that big. That's the thing. It's probably only like uh, $20 or something like that. Uh, probably something set arbitrarily many years ago when the country was founded and the currency was uh, not you, nearly as depreciated as act, it is nowadays. You, you actually it got it right on the, back then. You got it right <laughs> on the fucking bowl. It actually is $20. Well, 100 years ago, $20 was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because, you know... you. You gotta think about it. Like back in the day, where it's like if you if you worked an eight hour shift and you made a dollar a day, you were making good money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nowadays, it's more of like just an inconvenience fee. Like you just don't want to have to go and pay it. So like, oh, whatever, I'll fucking just go. Like, it's not difficult to. I don't know how you guys do it, but we just have when. So we have our polling day. We do um, early voting as well for people that like might be out of like you know out of the state or out of like the country at that time. Um, also, we don't really care about mail-in. Like, it's just like, whatever, mail-in's yeah. fine. We don't, as I said, no one gives a shit about voting, so, like, no one's like, oh, voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Like, no one, no one cares. Like, if people, if it's discovered that someone's, like, burning a bunch of ballots, so like, okay, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, but, 
we have polling booths like everywhere. Like every school has a polling booth. There's polling booths like just random other places. Like there's just polling booths everywhere. It's not difficult to find a place. Yeah, I mean it's also not difficult in the United States either. It's just uh by by law there has to be at least one booth per county, mm-hmm. which a county is a substate of a state. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's at least one, and then it's up to the states if there's more so right. uh in the case of the united states there might be a section of a city that's in a county and that county only has one booth to serve roughly four million people <laughs> yeah when we walk into a uh a polling place there's like lines of booths on each one like, yeah they'll have like 10 or 20 booths no i'll get there at like nine in the morning as like one person in there <laughs> yep same way here but yeah uh and then the only reason why like people claim that voter fraud is an issue here is because you know they don't realize that uh the election process for like counting the actual votes is actually very very restricted and very much verified multiple times so when they call for a recount it's actually a giant pain in the ass (laughs) <laughs> because so here's the thing mm-hmm. in, in in the United States mm-hmm. when they're counting the votes I as a citizen I'm allowed to walk into the board of elections and watch them count the votes mm-hmm. so I can watch them count the votes that's <clears throat> called poll watching mm-hmm. or and uh, vo- and uh, verification but uh, there are there are parties of the United States that are convinced that uh, there's a lot of fraud when in fact when there was an actual re- investigation and what was an actual court case and they presented their their issue for fraud uh the evidence that they showed was that the fraud was so minimalized that even if there was fraud it would not have affected the actual results of the election because uh the the what they would show is they didn't show like massive buses of illegal immigrants voting instead they showed a woman that's been voting using her husband's name since like the 30s because that's what they used to do back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now uh, that we've uh, now now that we've pissed enough people off, uh, I am sure that I've frustrated like at least <laughs> a third of your audience. <laughs> now that we've done that, uh, let's 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 scare the rest of them away and uh, talk about some anime because that's what you wanted to do. Uh, yes, anime. Bad anime, good anime. I'm sure that there's going to be some bad anime takes. What 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 takes did you do you think I have that are a problem? Okay. I want to talk about free run. Okay. Because you said that was basically mid. Uh, <laughs> no, so... okay. I said, I said I felt like the first couple of episodes were not that great. And now the uh, Stark's were... involved, it's really good. Yeah, it, it's better. Now... What a lot of people are mistaking Freerun for is that it's not actually about Freerun. Mm-hmm. Freerun is actually about Himmel the hero. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you go to the if you go to Crunchyroll to watch your anime, which in the United States you're probably doing that because mm-hmm. <laughs> Monopoly, uh, you can see me in the comment comments going like, "This is the tale of Himmel the hero. He 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 inspired this person to do this, or his effect was so mighty he did this." Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find me commenting in there because, in truth, in the very first episode, this is the, this is the tale of Hero the Himmel. Mm-hmm. His might his might was so 
was so mighty, he literally made a thousand-year-old uh, elf cry <laughs> on his passing. Or, uh, you know, this is Himmel, This is the tale of Himmel the Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, influence was so powerful that that he literally had statues built of himself. Or, no, like, uh, his... Uh, I'm, I'm losing words right now. Mm-hmm. His, his, he was so proudful of himself mm-hmm. that he literally built statues of himself mm-hmm. just so he can be remembered. Mm. Yeah. Or this is this is the tale of him of the hero. Yeah, he is so powerful that he inspired a mage thousands of years before he even existed to do something. <laughs> uh so uh I am actively like in in the Crunchyroll comments typing stuff like that up just for the part of it. I'm waiting I'm waiting to see a reply. I hope that if somebody has a Crunchyroll subscription and finds that comment that they give me a reply because you know I'd love to have it I'd There's, love to have a tale about Himmel. There is fourteen hundred comments on the first episode. I don't think I'm gonna find it, but Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it would go too well. <laughs> but Okay. Yeah, I, I like Freerun. I think it is really yeah. good. I just it don't is... don't understand why it is being hyped up as like one of the, it, I think the score's dropped on Mao now, but like when it, the first episode came out, it was like fucking I think it was like number three or something. Something insane. Well, the biggest thing that it has going for it is that Freerun is generic epic fantasy. I was ranked fantasy. two. Yeah. Uh it is it is generic epic fantasy. Mm-hmm. It is very well done. Like uh the art in the show is beautiful yeah in fact i have literally paused it taken screenshots and i've and i've turned some of that stuff into desktop wallpapers because this show is that good and with the with just the art and then Mm -hmm. the voice act the voice actors nail it yeah like in in the most recent episode right there at the very end that's like gold star voice acting right there Mm -hmm. perfect also for your ends of savage (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoyed the last episode. That was that was really really good. Yeah, uh, and it, they do they they do demons, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the shows, like here's a demon. Uh, they have like this goofy thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch Free Run and you're like, this is what an actual demon should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are just monsters and they are pretending to be humans. That way they can eat humans. Yeah, that. That mini arc was really. I think that's where I really, really started to enjoy it. Like, for anyone who. Yeah, this is going to be spoilers. So, basically, when they get to, like, the, the town they're in now, um, there are some demons that come through, and Free Ren has basically spent. Like, sh- during her time with the him uh, with him or the hero, like. She murdered like tons and tons of demons. Like, she oh, knows exactly even, what even like. before. Yeah, even before. Yeah, sure. Like I, I've with her introduction story as well. Like that, her village was killed by the uh, a bunch of demons. Um, but like she understands what they are at this point, and for some reason, the people of this era have just gotten. I guess they've just gotten too used to peace, and they're like, oh, well, they, it, they just don't. If know you look what- at. If you look at the start of the episode, mm-hmm. it it's literally eighty years after the death of Himmel. So mm-hmm. it's at least it's at least a hundred years since the Demon King's been defeated. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. And basically, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the demons have they have no 
no like empathy, no human emotion, but they're able to emulate it really well and sort of make it seem like they do in a way that convinces a lot of people that they can be reasoned with. When in reality, it's basically like trying to reason with fire. Like, it's not going to happen. It's just, just going to burn you. Good luck. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, honestly, it is also just a good generic fantasy anime, which, mm-hmm. it's been a while since we've had just generic fantasy. Because yeah, a lot of it's been, like, a lot isekai. Of it is a lot of an isekai, yeah. Which, uh, you know, people are saying that this isn't an isekai, uh, but, so, uh, isekai is its own genre. Isekai is not really a genre. It's a trope. There's a difference. That's, yeah. I think <laughs> it, it's become... I don't know. It's one of those things where, even though you are right, it is a trope, there are so many things that sort of get attached with Isekai that it kind of became its own genre. There are some shows where it's just like, why is this even an Isekai? I mean, Faraway Paladin? Does that really have to be an Isekai? (laughs) I I stopped watching it. Yeah. Uh, I have to rewatch the first season because I don't know what's going on in the very first episode of the second season yeah, so i, I kind of stopped watching that one and mm-hmm. i told myself i need to go back and watch the first season because i remember like the show actually being decent mm. i don't remember it being like awesome or good yeah 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 but i re- I... I remember it being decent so I, it's wor- it's on the watch list i'm just not actively keeping up with it this season <laughs> i always like to go check on uh what like Mal rates things because I know Mal has absolutely no taste. Six point uh, eight yeah. five for the first season, which is basically a zero. Yeah, Mal works off a, a four point scale. Anything below a, a seven is basically the worst thing ever. Yeah, uh, and then same thing with like Rising of the Shield Hero. That's uh, on its third season, which supposedly the third season is actually really good. It's third? just that the second season, the second season had such a bad start to it. Okay, I hit. Give me one second. I'll, give me one second. I'll, I need. I need to show you something. Oh, he's got a shield. He's got a shield, guys. Does he have a shield? Oh, does he have the light novels? This guy's true weeb trash. I just watched the shows. He 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 watches light. He re, he actually reads the novels and mangas. Holy crap! Oh, you have the whole thing. I, I just grabbed a a bunch of them from the middle. Uh, is that is that all Shield Shield Hero? Yeah, it's not all of Shield Hero, but yes, this is all Shield Hero. This is all right. What is it? Goes up to volume fifteen here. Um, so I like Shield Hero, as you can tell. Now, yeah. the part. Oh, I dropped one. I dropped more. Okay, let's let's see. Uh, so the part from. Yeah, here we go. Here's. There's season two volumes. Yeah. Now, the problem. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with the pacing. That that part of the... It, it definitely seemed a little messed up. That part of the, the light novel, I fucking love. When I, when I knew they were doing a season two and we were going to see that stuff being adapted, I was so excited. I don't know what the fuck they did to ruin that. Like, that is one of my favorite parts of the series. 
But then the anime came out, and it wasn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard somewhere where it's just, like, even the author wasn't, like, the biggest fan of, like, that specific arc and was kind of confused as to why they even put it in the anime. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading that. I don't really know for certain. Well, then but, when it got know... to the end, they, they skipped an entire volume just to get the, um, get the town set up quicker. Yeah. Which, you know, it's an anime, they have they, they have to make concessions somewhere. It's just mm -hmm. that uh, these are a little questionable. I haven't read I haven't read the, the light novels or mm -hmm. read the man manga, so I don't actually know. Mm -hmm. I think what they're doing this season, they are going real fast this season. But I don't know why it feels better. Like, uh, where, 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 where is it? Oh, see if I find it. So, yeah, there we go, that's... You got Atla there. Ooh, ooh, Atla and Fall and Yeah, that's yeah, that actually that's that's the aqua room. That's the dragon we're gonna see in a couple of episodes. Spoiler, I guess. Um But like they went through Sadina's <laughs> Sadina's uh volume in like a fucking episode. <laughs> like yeah. uh, Bear in mind uh, for for clarity's sake, I haven't mm. watched all of season two. Okay, I, I okay. kind of just dropped it because you know it. It. it I mean, I that's season three. This it. is season three. Yeah. Oh, we're on season three. Okay, yeah, I haven't yeah, watched yeah. season three yet because I have yet to complete season two. Season three <laughs> is so much better than season two. Yeah. I, they've like upped the animation quality. They've somehow fixed everything that was wrong. Because I I also had a problem with season one. Season one was so no, bad. Season Season one was badly paced, but like I honestly think that season that the first season of of Shield Hero mm -hmm. for like the non-reader is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the the very first episode was definitely a drastic change. Mm -hmm. It is a very rough change if you if you know you're sensitive, mm -hmm. but you know that is a banger of an opening episode. No, yeah, it was and really like good. The, the only thing that uh, the only gripe that I have is that, you know, he wasn't bad guy shield hero for very long. Mm hmm I mean, I, I would have liked to see him fall more. Yeah, that's uh, not gonna happen. Everything's yeah. good guy from now on. Um Yeah, and you know, they call it the Shield Hero, so of course he's going to rise and be the good guy. Yeah. Well, he's, he, all ro of a he rose to be the shield yeah. hero. Um No, I think episode one was incredibly good. My problem is there was a lot more time spent between Naofumi and a bunch of books all over. Um, Naofumi and Raph Talia when, when she was young and, like, getting mm -hmm. to know each other. Because it, it kind of felt like, ah, oh, like, Raph Talia, we meet. Oh, now, now we're, like, Raph Talia is, like, no, we're really close. Like, that just, like, jumped basically straight away. Yeah. There was, uh, like, an that, entire volume, like, it, That was that interesting, where it's, like, you're watching a single episode, and, she, you know, she's young, and then the very next episode, she's basically, like, young adult. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You're, and then they just casually mention, oh, yeah, when they gain experience, uh, uh, they 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 tend to sh show their age, get yeah. older as their age. And then, like, the second, I think the second season, she was back to being a little kid. It was when I dropped, and he, and he found her. That, and then okay. I was reading... That also. I read the comments, and that was, and the commenters didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, with um, with season two, they they completely changed the way that segment worked. I don't know what they did. They like, so the thing with um with Shield Hero as well is there are certain segments of the light novel, 
uh, of the um of the series that have been just entirely rewritten on each different adaptation. Like the light novel is different from the web novel, is different from the manga, is different from the anime. So I don't think the author is entirely sure how he wants like certain segments to play out. That's um, awkward. So yeah. I don't know. It, uh, I, I think I season three is really books. good though. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should be buying the books. <laughs> maybe. Uh, what 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 else are you watching? What what other what other bad takes do you need to correct me on? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I uh, Apothecary Diaries is somewhat that. mid. I've are heard you're not it, watching it. I've I've heard it's good. Okay. Uh, animation wise, mm-hmm. very well done. Mm-hmm. Plot wise, very well done. Character wise, a little bit on the low end. Mm-hmm. The only, the the best character is the main character, because you know she's actually down down earth. Uh, mm-hmm. All the other characters, mid to bad, <laughs> mid to bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Attack on Titan is still very mid. I agree, one hundred very mid. I I watched that final. Left- okay, here's here's a hot take. I can I can agree on. Do you watch the final episode? I have not watched the final episode yet because oh. you know. Here's the thing about Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. I never, I've never watched it on time. <laughs> I tend to just, you know, leave it sit and then maybe I'll get around to it eventually. Mm-hmm. So I, I only just started the first season of the final season. <laughs> I watched the final episode the day it came out. I was like, yeah, don't be afraid to spoil it because I just don't care. <laughs> so. Did you want me to just... I can just spoil it. Just go right ahead, man. Go so, right ahead. Aaron's not actually a bad guy. Uh, so, it turns out that he... He had, like, conversations with all of, like, his friends beforehand about, like, what his plan was, but then he deleted their memory, and it was only going to come back after he... Uh, after he was killed by them. Um, of course. So... The reason why he tried to genocide the entire planet and su- successfully genocided like 95% of the planet um, was so that he could become the villain so that par- uh, what the fuck was pa- what the fuck's the island called paradise paradiso what the fuck whatever it's called the island the, the titan island so that no one would attack them because they would be seen as like the heroes. They're the heroes that saved the world from from the evil attack titan. So he genocided most of the planet for that reason. That that's that's his entire Yeah. Uh let, yeah. let's pull out our let's pull out our Lelouch, please. Uh <laughs> let's 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 not bring Lelouch back. Yeah. Let's um, not do that again. Yeah. I <laughs> Uh, don't watch season two of Code Geass ever because it no, is not it. worth it. It's great. Don't. don't. No. No, Code Geass. Nah, what are you talking about? Season one, perfectly fine. Don't watch season two if mm. you if you love season one. If you love season one, don't watch season two. Mm-hmm. If you're that curious and it is bothering you to watch season two, then go ahead and watch season two. Just remember that as soon as you watch season two, season one is ruined. I watched it so long ago. I enjoyed it back when I watched it. Yeah. See, I, I guarantee that I guarantee that you won't get nearly as much enjoyment out of season one now. Mm. See, here's the, 
Here's my... Here's what I've realized. I... Stop giving a shit if something is good. See, I watch... Yeah. I watch absolute garbage. And I'm like, you know what? Turn my brain off. It's fine. Like, I'm watching a, a, a series this season called... Uh, Twato or Sun, which is about a dude who plays an MMO. It's basically an isekai. It's yeah. it's an isekai MMO series, but he's not actually an isekai. He's just playing a VR MMO. Right. Um, and if you don't if you don't know what it's called, it's called Shangri La Frontier. That's also is really the, good. That that's the, actually one oh, of the best things. Oh, right this is now. different. This no. is a different one, isn't it? No, this is di- okay. yeah. This is trash. Shangri La Frontier is actually good. Anyone not watching Shangri La Frontier should be watching it. Uh, yes. So... I haven't watched episode two yet, but I've watched episode one, and I agree. Wait, you've... You're not... <laughs> oh my... Go fucking catch up on Shangri-La! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've got a backlog, alright? Yeah, I've got a backlog as well. Nah, <laughs> uh, so... I've got a backlog. I'm, I'm, I'm currently working through Arknights. So, the, um... You know, the, the characters you see in the opening, like the purple hair girl and the blonde like it it's yep. just getting now to the point where people are teaming up like the next episode is going to be like when they start teaming up to like go do shit together <laughs> but man some of the of course. F- some of the fights in this series have been like the one thing i don't like about mmo anime is as someone who plays mmos there's some things where i'm just like no sane fucking person would design this into a game yeah, like, the only one that I think really did, like, MMO mechanics right was the very first season of Log Horizon. That's, yep, I'll agree with that, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the only MMO anime that actually did things right. Which, by the way, did you know that there's a season four of that show? Sorry, what? He didn't know. Wait. <laughs> Nobody knows that's that Log Horizon has a season four. Eh, wait. I watched Entaku Hokai. Wait, no, there's not. There's season three. There, there's a fourth season. Mm, I'm not seeing one. Eh? Uh, are you sure? Yes. I, I, I need, I, I need some details here because I, everyone's saying so, when will there be here... season four? What? Uh, here's the thing about season four, right? Uh-huh. It's been recorded. It's been produced. It even aired in Japan. They have been promising, hinting that they're going to release it to, like, the rest of the world. Uh, but, are you sure? Because I'm sure someone would have should have would have recorded am, and uploaded it. I am it. sure. I'm sure because I actually have a friend in Japan that's watched it. <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing any... I I feel like you your friend's lying to you. I'm I'm not seeing any details on this, and I'm sure there would be someone who's like we get simulcasts of bait like okay, people sub shit. I promise you. Away. I I promise you it I, does exist. I don't I don't think it does. <laughs> I I don't think it does. Unless I can see evidence, evidence of that being the case, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna say that your friend's probably memeing. 
wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time somebody's mean mean me. But uh, <laughs> you know, this 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 one I this one I I do believe because I want to believe because that show is secretly good. Uh, yeah, season two was a bit of a downer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I honestly think that the show is actually good and mm-hmm. it's probably worth the watch. You know, no, see, it, I, I think Lock Horizon is really good. I don't remember yeah. any Lock Horizon is one of those series that has a few too many characters. Like season one was easy to follow because it's just like the main group, and then when it's like you have all these different sub parties doing all this, yeah, like who the f- like it, it's like when I watch. Have you ever seen um a uh, a certain scientific railgun? No, yes. So magical index, index is yes. The... Index. By the time it gets to World War Three, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, hang on a second. Okay, hang on a second. What the fuck's he doing? Uh, I I might have an obsession. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. When I watched uh, when I watched the latest season of Index, whenever it fucking came out, like three or four years ago, I'm like, who are half these characters? Uh, I don't know who any of you are. The, the hard thing about that season of index is mm-hmm. that the only way it actually makes sense mm-hmm. is if you watch all of the content i've watched all of it i just don't remember yeah. most of the, it. the the biggest issue that it has is that they went with a very 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 fast pace mm-hmm. and that's why you don't remember anybody right, that makes sense because every single one of those characters you can rewatch everything and go like oh that's where that character came from i'm sure if it were a rewatch it would make sense yeah yeah uh and the issue with it is that uh, they said that they're not going to make a new season of Index, mm-hmm. depending on on uh, Blu-ray sales for like Railgun. Right, right, right. So they're kind of hard limiting it. <laughs> which honestly, I think that Railgun is actually the better show. I like Railgun. than Index I, itself. I, I, I do think Railgun's better. Yeah, uh, I might have been. I might have declared Misaka waifu at one point. <laughs> uh, th- I have better waifus these days, but mm-hmm. Misaka was the original waifu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Is there anything else seasonal that you? What are your? What is your? What is your full list of seasonal things? Uh, my full list of seasonal things right now. Yes. Uh, Arc Knights. Actually, a good show. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Ar- if you watch Arknights, the uh-huh. premise is a little weird because it's based off of it's basically just like Fire Emblem mm-hmm. because it's based off of a video game called Arknights. Yeah, where yeah. It's basically just game. like it, it's just like Fire Emblem, where it's just like you play a character. And so, right, 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 right. the the main protagonist of Arknights mm-hmm. is you are the strategist. Mm-hmm. that you know runs the party so the premise is a little weird mm-hmm. but it kind of it kind of just comes together and actually makes sense into like an actually decent show not not like anime of the season but mm-hmm. pretty good right fair enough uh of course i'm watching for your end. uh i'm not watching dr stone because you know i never really enjoyed it really uh okay. g- yeah i i'm not i'm not a big senku fan because you know uh I. It doesn't make sense that some of the things that he does is just like he just yes. magically knows exactly what to do. Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's great that it's great at portraying him as like this genius character, but it's just like, can he please have like something that he actually has to spend an episode figuring out? 
No, every character is a trope. That's that's what's great yeah. about it. Like Taiju is just like strongman. Every single character yeah. is just an extreme trope. Yeah. Uh Goblin Slayer, of course, going I... to be once again anime of the season. I am not watching it. Not because Goblin Slayer is bad, because I never got around to watching the movie and I did sit sit down and watch it and then catch up with the episodes. That I'll get around to probably soonish. Yeah. I love uh, Goblin of Slayer. Course I I'm wa- watched it. Of course I'm watching One Piece because I haven't missed a single episode of One Piece in over twenty years now. Now I am watching <laughs> One Piece, right? But yeah. I am not up to modern One Piece. That's um, fine. I am currently watching the fight with Crocodile. <laughs> the first that like, that, that right, is fine. That right, is yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Alabaster. So here's the. So when you're watching One Piece mm-hmm. and uh, you get up to, I've read the whole post... cake. Feel free to spoil anything. Okay, you re- you read the whole cake. Well. When you get to Punk Hazard, mm-hmm. that's when you stop, take a break, come back, and then binge watch it 20 episodes at a time. Because, believe it or not, that that's the best way to watch One Piece, is to mm-hmm. binge watch One Piece. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't just sit back and watch a single episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why I don't watch One Piece every single week. Mm-hmm. When I say I don't miss an episode, it means that I sit back for like a month and then I watch four episodes in a row. Right, right. Because that is the best way to watch One Piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, they they stretch it out so they stretch it, when it comes to that point they they start to stretch the episodes out so long that you can sit back watch an episode and feel like nothing happened. That's why I read the whole cake. I caught I yeah. read the whole cake when whole cake when whole cake was current. Yeah, and I was like, I can't do this. It's not happening. Yeah. So, honestly, I think that you should watch One Piece. Mm-hmm. But just remember that the best way to watch One Piece is to binge watch it. Yeah. And it, and it's a very sad day when you get caught up. Because <laughs> then you realize... Nothing happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's the occasional episode. And then, you know, like, uh, you're going through the current arc. And then they make a reference to, like, the actual overwhelming plot concerning the world government. And you're just like, oh, mind blown! <laughs> Well, I've seen Crunchyroll's really good at uh, posting spoilers, so I've seen like all the Joy yes. Boy stuff that's happening. Like, yeah, I, there are episodes like individual episodes like that, which but it's very uh, rare. Oh no! Like, uh, as like a person that hasn't read One Piece, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed that we're like one day I googled One Piece, and then ever since then my YouTube feed has been nothing but One Piece content mm-hmm. spoiling Gear Five before Gear Five was mm-hmm. actually revealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, thanks YouTube. Yeah, I know about that from the manga as well. So yeah, it, yeah. And and uh, when they get to it in the anime, they drag it out so freaking long. <laughs> That's just like, can we just get this done and over with already, please? Yeah, but <laughs> Gear Five is amazing. Gear Five is amazing. I don't think it, it was dragged out as long it. as um, Super Saiyan though. It was not dragged out nearly as long as Super Saiyan, no. Because, believe it or not, Dragon Ball Z would not pass the modern day test. That's why uh, Kai existed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, Spy Family. Of course. Because I, the we... thing about Spy Family, I don't have anything to say about Spy Family because it is literally just season one, but more of it, and that's okay. I have no problem yes, with we that. Yes, w- we, we want that. Yeah. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah. No changes. Yeah. It, 
Yep. Uh, in fact, you can go to Crunchyroll, watch a clip, see all the characters do things that the characters are doing, and they're doing the exact same things. Yeah. If now. you show, if and... you show me an episode in season one or an episode in season two, I don't know where it is. Unless, unless yeah. that's it. Unless Bond, unless, unless uh, uh, the fuck, fucking dogs in there. Like that's the only thing that will give me any indication where it is. Anything else? I okay. I don't know where it is somewhere. That that said, that said, that doesn't mean the show is bad. No, it's right because they do it really, really, really well. It didn't have to change anything. It was perfect. Uh, Just what it perfect. what? It, so what the show is is that it establishes the characters and then it throws the character into the situation and the character will almost always reacts exactly to this situation as you would yep. as you've been grown to expect the character to react to the, to the situation. There's no surprises. But that's not a bad thing. Nope. Because it is fantastic. Yep. They do a good job. Absolutely. Yep. Uh let's see. Eminence and Shadow. <laughs> uh because you, you know. Uh yes. So you've seen the latest episode, you've seen the uh, uh I have seen Dealing I, with... I have, se- <laughs> I I have seen them digging the holes. <laughs> I like. Okay, this I think might be Shadow's biggest being a fucking idiot situation. He forgot that he gave the message to Beta. Yep. He's like, how do they know? He doesn't even know they have the gold yet. Well, the reason why he wrote the message was just to get them to go away. He says it. So why would he remember about it? <laughs> I don't think he ever expected Beta to be able to translate it. That's the thing. Yeah. The best part is that all these characters are super not aware of Sid. <laughs> and that is the best part about the show. Because, mm-hmm. okay, so like the show without Sid, our main character... The show would actually be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they're injecting this guy that's just like trying to pretend to be this other guy and he's doing a fantastic job of it is the best part. Because <laughs> I honestly think that his power is not necessarily like his magical power. I think mm-hmm. he has a secret power where if he imagines things, they're real. Well, that's the theory that people have with the... Uh... With the with the light novel, people were initially thinking like the entire series was just a dream, which would be that would be that would be the biggest shit post. Imagine it's like oh, I used to wake up from a coma. Bye, end of the series now. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that would probably make sense. I I would not be surprised to see that happen, but it would be hilarious all the same. <laughs> like I I don't even know. Like this series just does whatever the fuck it wants. I'm just like okay, I just accept it. Yeah, like, and they're doing a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it just uh, come with any bullshit. I'm fine with it. It's all good. Yep, uh, and then I'm watching the Rurouni Kenshin remake because I'm hoping that they actually do a good job of it. I've never seen Rurouni Kenshin, so I... Okay, so if you watch the original Rurouni Kenshin, mm-hmm. it stops after the big final arc of, like, episode 45, even though there's, like, 97 episodes. Mm-hmm. Every single episode after that is just filler. Uh, yeah yeah but it's a fantastic show Mm -hmm. and definitely worth the watch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just remember that when he kills the big bad guy don't watch any more episodes it's done after that uh that said that said of course there are the issues with the author Mm -hmm. and uh there as a result there's a lot of people just refusing to watch the show because author Mm mm-hmm 
which uh, I think is either Treesicle or Bonsai Pop has an amazing video about it. Like mm-hmm. if you go to if you go to YouTube and you type in Rurouni Kenshin, you'll you'll find like their videos because he's got like the most popular videos about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching the show because I think it's a good show. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it has not proven me wrong so far. It is still a good show. Uh, Under Ninja, great. Yes, Under Ninja is <laughs> fucking legendary. I, yes, legendary. I put this show on my list. I have zero expectations about it. I just read the description. I was like, okay, whatever. It's going to be something dumb. What the fuck is this series? This actually is one of the best things I've seen all year. I don't understand. Like, like, it's like... Okay, for it, it is... let, let me just explain one plot point in Under Ninja. So, there is a homeless crackhead who lives in the park who drinks breast milk, and the kids that play in the park call him Mr. Breast Milk. Okay? And he keeps offering everybody breast milk. Now, turns out the homeless crackhead is not actually a homeless crackhead. Uh... The homeless crackhead is actually a ninja wearing a full body suit and inside is like this like this leader of the ninjas like running this small like small part of the ninja clan and in this world ninjas are just like a normal part of Japanese society but everyone accepts that you just don't talk about them so, there's just crazy shit happening everywhere, and everyone's like, nope, nope, what, nope, we're gonna talk, nope, it's fine, don't worry about that. And then there's this Russian dude, the Russian, the Russian dude, who comes to Japan, he's like, I, I will be, I will become ninja. So any, every sign, little sign he sees, he's like, okay, this must be a sign from the ninja. And it's like... If you pee on if you pee on my street, I'll cut your dick off. Okay, so if I cut three guys' dicks off, they will let me become ninja. It's like, what are you talking about? You fucking psycho. <laughs> and then there's the whole plot point with like the ma- the main character is not even the main character. He's just like not even in the latest episode. <laughs> He's just like going to the other character. I don't even care. And you know what? That was one of my favorite things about like uh, Durarara, if you if you remember that one, because you yeah. know every, every character in that show happens to be the main character. By the way, uh, you just don't realize it until after the main character is gone for like four episodes in a row. That's actually a really <laughs> good comparison. It yeah, because that that Cause... series has all of these different plot points going on at the same time that don't make any fucking sense until like twelve episodes later, and that has the same feel here. Like a lot of shit's going on that's all like yeah. linking back into each other. Now. Uh, that's the kind of show that when you watch it, you're probably best off taking notes. Like, actually. It's also like, disgusting this is where I last all week this... to week. Yeah, uh, it, it is kind of disgusting. That's why you take notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I am currently reading this fantastic fantasy series called The Wheel of Time, and uh, they do something very similar in that book. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have decided I'm going to pick up the notebook mm-hmm. and uh, start recording character names and locations. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a lot of characters in that book, too. Mm. And I don't necessarily remember where they all, where I last seen them all. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm working through it. Uh, I am... Now, for, like, non-seasonal, I am watching The Legend of the Galactic Heroes because, you know, I love space operas politics. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you love, if you love a thinking man show, that is the show to watch. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I like turning uh, the brain I, off. Yeah, I mean, you can turn the brain off, but this one is just legitimately good, mm-hmm. and I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have watched the Mishoko Tense sensei and i have in fact cheered for the main protagonist at the end of the season because you know he finally got it up <laughs> yes we had an entire season about that i do have a bunch of light novels of that on my shelf as well not as many I uh love, i love Tensei so much i'm waiting for the current season of tony kawa to finish i mm-hmm. think it might be because mm-hmm. you know i really enjoyed the first season because that is that's a bit of a trash show <laughs> Actually, speaking of trash shows, you know, do you know what's really trashy? What's that? Hyakkano. Which one is that? I don't know the Japanese. Uh, names. uh, what? Let me find the English name. I, I, I live I, in America, so it, <laughs> I only get the. You only, only speak the American. Name. Uh, yeah. the English name is. Where's the English name? The hundred girlfriends who really, 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 oh, really love you. I have heard about that one. Watch it. It's fucking trash. I, I imagine it is. Is it like every every uh, new episode introduces a new girlfriend that uh, absolutely uh, has to love them? So the anime is only going to have the first five. Yeah. But I I checked on. So this is one of those series where I'm like, surely they don't commit to the bit. They commit to the bit. They commit. I went to the wiki, <laughs> and the wiki currently lists out his 26 girlfriends. <laughs> now, it, the, the fun thing about this series is each of the girls is, like, an extreme trope. So the first girl's introduced is, like, this big boob girl who's just, like, super horny all the time, who's introduced alongside this, like, the most generic tsundere, like, ever pot Like... Sundere textbook level oh, Sundere. Hang on a second. Hang on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're testing the siren right now, so get, give it a minute. I don't. Hear I have anything. a. There, there's a tornado siren that oh. that they test every Friday about this time, and it's currently going off. So, like, if I talk quite a bit here, you might hear it in the background. I I can barely hear it. Like. Oh. Okay. Okay. It kind of uh, sounds that, like fans on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna get a little bit louder here. Yep. And then it's gonna get quieter. Uh, as it points away because it's one of those spinning sirens oh yeah it'll go for like a minute or two something like that they they test it every friday that also tells me that it's also my uh, reminder on fridays to go to bed (laughs) (laughs) what time is it for you it's like 11 no it's noon 12 yeah it's 12 yeah it's noon god imagine being noon it's uh 3 30 in the morning yeah, uh, I I honestly think that time zones are bullshit. They need to be abolished, and everybody needs, just needs to use UTC. That way, you know, I can actually schedule co- phone calls with like my my uh, Chinese support staff that live in China. See, I've and, I've uh, mentioned this before. Not make it ridiculous. But you know, like I I actually have said this, but then people are like, oh, but does that mean like tw- uh, fucking eight a.m. is gonna be midnight somewhere? Like, yes, yes, yeah, yes, that's yeah. fine. And it's it's only a bad thing if you care. It now, was... if you're a system admin, now if you're managing like international phone calls, mm-hmm. then you would absolutely agree with both of us. Absolutely. <laughs> just everyone operate on Unix time. Just send people. You 
You send me all a Unix timestamp for wh when you want to schedule something. That's what you need to do. Boom. Oh, I should do that. If I'm ever on on the next episode, I should just give you the time in, in Unix format and let you figure that shit out. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad idea. Honestly. Because <laughs> half the time when I'm, I ask them what the time zone is, they're like, oh, it's a... Uh, I don't know, fucking... They're like, they're like I don't know... Uh, MDT, and it's like, no, you're you're not in MDT right now. You're not in fucking daylight. Like they'll know it, they're like the daylight savings or the not daylight savings form, but they never know like which one they're actually in. Like, can you can, like just know your goddamn time zone? <laughs> to be fair, I don't remember. Yeah. I just go to I I just convert it every time. <laughs> well, I I have been trying to like uh in like my live streams, mm -hmm. I've been trying to give like the UTC time. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that makes sense because I have a fairly large European audience and I'm sure that they appreciate when I give them the time in UTC rather than US Eastern Time, which which is minus four UTC. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I usually try to give like a couple of times. Like if you go UTC and then, I don't know, like yeah. MT or EST or like, anything like that, like that's that's enough to cover most people. Yep. Uh, uh, was let's... Yes. Let's see, let's see. What else am I watching? Uh let's see, I mentioned uh I mention that. Ooh, uh whatever happened to My Hero Academia? Why is nobody talking about it anymore? Uh there's no like, season right now. It's it's we're waiting on the final season. Well, I I have seen that there's a season five and a season six, mm -hmm. but I haven't watched them and I haven't heard anybody talk about them. Like, has the show gone bad? Mm, I like okay. or... it's very so the appeal of my hero early on was it was something different and then it's like it's you know how spy family is yeah the same but you don't care my hero is like that but you do care I see I see and okay. like I don't, I, I don't know. It, I, I like it personally, but once again, I just turn my brain off. I'm just like, ooh, yeah. sparkly colors. Big punch. Okay, okay. So then I shouldn't tell you that I think that Sword Art Online is actually a somewhat decent show. No, I love Sword Art Online. It's fucking incredible. Okay, okay. I think, Cause, yeah. Okay. Minus so, Fairy Dance here's is my hot iffy, but... Here's my hot take. Mm -hmm. Sword Art Online is an amazing show until Kirito does Kirito. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which Meaning? uh if you don't know if you don't know what I mean is uh my favorite season of Sword Art Online has been the most recent one. Like Alice. Oh, when he was in a coma. When he was in a coma and uh, he was trapped in, he was trapped in like the virtual world mm -hmm. and he didn't know who he was mm -hmm. until it got to the end of that arc and then suddenly he remembered who he was and now the whole show is ruined. I because the the show is at its peak. Mm-hmm. Kirito isn't being Kirito. So I read all the light novels up until War of Underworld, back when that was like, that's the latest arc the anime's done. I yeah. honestly think the introduction set. This is this is how how fucking weird Sao is. I think the best part of Sao is when Yujiro and Kirito were cutting the tree. That is unironically the best part of the entire series. And there's a, in the light of there is an entire volume of them just cutting the tree. And it's incredible. 
because it's actually... it's the one part of the series. This is this could have happened with Klein, but it didn't. But Klein just got sidelined because he wanted to be a solo player. This is the one part of the series where Kirito interacts with another guy, mm-hmm. and actually like forms a friendship with someone he's not trying to fuck. Yeah. And it's and, great. Uh, I, I, su- I support that adventure, and I wish that they explored it more in the anime. Yeah. Which, you know, the anime, they did a good job of, like, showing their friendship with each other. And so, I, I, I honestly really enjoyed that. My, here's my hot take. Uh, I feel like the sort of part before War of Underworld, that should have been 50 episodes. There was so much it, stuff. It should have. There was so much it, stuff cut out. There was um when they were still at like the the sword school, there was a tournament arc that vanished, didn't show up. Oh, I didn't even know that there was yeah. that. But you know, for for what I got as like the anime only watcher, because I watch animes, I don't read the novels sure, or sure, anything sure. like that, because you know they're kind of hard to get here in the United States, even though you can buy them off of Amazon pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't necessarily always get the latest. Right. Not not for a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, you know, I, I think that for what we got in the anime, it made sense, everything that they went through. I I wish that they stretched out, like, the the first half of Alicization. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do agree with you that they probably should have spent more time with that because mm-hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed Kirito before he did Kirito things. Mm. Kirito things as in he suddenly realizes that he has a second sword yeah. basically and becomes like overpowered <laughs> and just dominates his opponent <laughs> that's that's basically what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so i i i really enjoyed that bit and uh the show does kind of fall off when that happens mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily enjoy those moments of the show but i still think that overall each each and every season of sword Art online that we've gotten has actually been pretty good. I think. I think. Look, I will agree with people that the um, the original Alfay Mark is not super great. No. No, I mean it's a bit lower overall because mm-hmm. we went from like dark fantasy to happy fun time fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with. Uh, I don't agree with this terrible. I just think it's it's definitely a low. Um. But coming back to Alfame with the Mother's Rosario arc is real. That is actually my favorite volume of the Light Novel. It's it's really good. Yeah, it it was a fantastic watch too. I mean, it felt a little rushed in some spots for the anime. It was so a, a little, they tried to cr- so in that part of the the anime they adapted a story they forgot to adapt. So this is the fun thing. The sword that Kirito has, like, he has the fucking Excalibur or something at that point. They forgot to adapt that part when they adapted, um, uh, when they adapted Alfheim originally. So they had to, like, throw it in there somewhere. Otherwise, the that part just wouldn't make any sense. They could have, like, oh. retconned it because it doesn't matter after that point. Um, but yeah, they, they had to, like, move some shit around. Otherwise, it, it kind of just fell apart. Okay, okay. Oh, another show that I am watching, mm. and it is currently airing this season, mm. is the Pokemon anime, Pokemon Horizons. I'm not watching it. Um, I was it watching is, okay. Journeys, and I haven't finished it, but I, I've 
haven't heard anything about Horizons. Is it okay? Good. Horizons is Japan only, but thankfully, using a certain uh, CLI application that uh, you've done a video on in the past, you can mm. watch it. But mm -hmm. uh, okay, but the show, I honestly think, is the best anime original airing this season. Hmm. Like hands down, original anime. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, they were doing the great thing of like putting together a show that's not specific to a single region. Because that's what they've done before. Well, that's that what Journeys was these... as well. Yeah, and I didn't. I haven't watched Journeys because mm -hmm. you know I've. I'm just. I wasn't watching it. But fair, you know, yeah, fair enough. I I figured that there's a brand new anime coming out, new protagonists and everything. I'll 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 give it a try. Mm -hmm. Uh, I enjoy Liko. Uh, I I do enjoy her character. Mm -hmm. I think that bear, the series... bear in mind th this is a show that's slightly aimed at children. Mm -hmm. So yes, you're going to get like those uh, character development, character development in every single episode. Go like, hey, this is the theme of this episode. This is how we develop it. This sure, is how sure. we this is how we pass it. But uh, the the storyline is actually. I mean, it's fairly basic. I'll be honest with you, because, you know, like I said, it's intended for children. But the the way that they present it and the way that they go through it, it's mm. I think that it's probably the best Pokemon uh, video content that we've gotten from them. Is it better than the games? I don't necessarily know. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, the game storylines are a little mid in the in the current generation. I think that I still think that the uh, Sun and Moon still had the best storyline in Pokemon. <laughs> well, let's go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the anime, they've been trying a lot of different things since X and Y. X and Y, they were like, let's just up the battle animation like through the roof. There were some incredible fight scenes in in X and Y, and I highly recommend anyone who. So you know how as you, if you think back on how Pokemon was when you watched as a kid, you like you think it was a lot like well a lot better animated than it was, and you realize like it's not. It's actually terrible. Um, X and Y is what you thought it looked like. Like, it looks really, yeah. really, really good. Uh, they make use of a lot of, um, 3D backgrounds, allowing for, like, really dynamic camera movement. Actually, they, they're really obsessed with camera movement. Every time they go into a gym, they do a fucking, like, sweep around the entire gym. It's, like, just to show the fact <laughs> they have a 3D camera now. Um, then Sun that and Moon, they changed the art style and tried to go this more, like, they tried to go, like, a more comedy style. And I think it, it worked pretty well. Journeys was the first time they tried to do like the cross region thing. Like it was obviously focused. It started focused around um, Sword and Shield, obviously. But then it was like the first episode was about Lugia. They're just like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. Lugia's here for some reason. Why not? Who cares? Uh, and Horizons are like, you know what? Let's try a new protagonist. And I think that they needed to do something there because. Especially with how Horizons ends, like Horizons, uh, like Ash beats like the he beats the um the the main gym the 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 big champion guy in uh, Sword and Shield who's like the supposed to be like the the best trader yeah. in in the in the world. So it's like where do you go from there? Like you beat the best trader, like you're the Pokemon master now. Like go away. We need need new protagonist. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm glad that Ash finally got a W at the very end. Actually, he, he deserves it. He did. He get spent it. way too long. He did technically win the league in Sun and Moon, 
But in, in Sun and Moon, they didn't have a league. So the league was made because Ash came to the region and like let's just let's yeah. just have random people do the league. Uh, is it's the exact same thing in a video game too. <laughs> uh let's see. One that I watched from like last season, mm -hmm. uh that you know they help they kind kind of fell into like uh development hell and then they just dumped the last six episodes on us at once. Uh near automata. I I was playing the game when the yeah, okay. it came out. The the game, okay, the the show caused caused me to spend money and buy every single Yoko Taro game. <laughs> Bought them all on Steam because you know I really enjoyed the show. You are funding his sadism. I fucking uh, I have this love hate relationship with Yoko Taro. He the games he makes are designed to hurt you. But you play them and you enjoy them. Yeah, uh, I have I have finished Near Automata. Uh, I actually finished just just a few weeks ago. Wait, so like I... all all the playthroughs, like full on yes. finish. Yes. So you've seen the and... like the the disgusting credits ending. Wait, yes. there's like the bullet hell where it makes yep. you hate your entire being. Yes. Uh, I absolutely hated it. So absolutely hated it. That I okay, I hated that when I was doing it, and then I hated it more when I realized how it actually works. When it, like, asks you to delete your save to, like, help other people. It, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because they've got these, um... They've got seed saves in there that don't get deleted that were made by the devs. Because otherwise, the mm -hmm. system wouldn't work. Like, you, it just would not work because you wouldn't have enough people finishing the game and deleting their saves to make the system function. Yep. And I'm glad that the show went with a unique ending. That makes a sense unique ending of the of the first uh, a unique ending of the first playthrough. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that they did that and they didn't go down the rabbit hole of all the alternative endings. Right. But I'm glad that they kind of teased at some of the other endings. <laughs> well, that's a very near thing to do. Like, it, yeah. I I've been meaning to go back and actually play through some of the, like I I want to go back and play through near. I want to go play um the uh, what what's the other the other one that got a the, got a remake, um. Replicant. Uh, yeah, Replicant, which is a remake of the original Nier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's one that I that's that's the next game on my video game list. But uh, I'm going to shoot for like a different genre of video mm. game to play for a minute. I just need to figure out which one I want to play. <laughs> I need to finish uh, your Yakuza first, yeah, then do because uh, he, here's my thing with video games, right? Mm. Uh, I have a Steam library of video games. Mm. I don't play all of them at once. Sure. I play one game. And I play just that one game, yeah, and that's yeah, what I, I do. The same. Uh, because I am not what you call a gamer. Because, you know, my gaming is uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and Warhammer. Fair uh, this enough. one's not painted yet. Those are my games. I'm a tabletop gamer. I'm not necessarily, like, a video gamer. Mm -hmm. But, so, uh, that that's... That's uh, what I would. That those are the games I, I, I uh, play, mm -hmm. and as a result, I don't take time on the video games. Mostly because you know I just bought a brand new army. I need to paint it, but uh, never paint. Just leave them unpainted. <laughs> uh, technically not allowed in tour tournaments. Should play tournaments then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should just pay somebody else to paint them for me. Or you could do that. Yes. I could do that. <laughs> In fact, rates are actually pretty reasonable, surprisingly. Hmm. Yeah, but you know, I I I have more 
I have more fun in building the models and painting them rather than actually playing the game. That's fair. That's but, fair. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, the best way to play Warhammer is to not actually not play Warhammer. It's to play one-page rules. Because it's a funner system to play. Mm-hmm. You actually get to use... Yeah, you actually get to trade turns rather than have one person move his entire army for one turn taking 40 minutes of your time. Yeah, no, I... I yeah, I, 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 I see the issue. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, Warhammer, fantastic universe. Uh, the game system at the time that they that it came out mm-hmm. is a lot better because the only other game system prior to that was Chainmail, mm-hmm. was uh basically the other popular rule set. Which uh, Chainmail has its rough edges and it was intended for larger, larger armies mm-hmm. where you were dealing with hundreds of miniatures rather than a hundred miniatures. Or like um, miniatures that represented represented a thousand different miniatures. Right, right, right. And and, and stuff like that. It it got a little convoluted there toward the end. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I words. Yeah, that was words I, are hard. Words are hard. Words. Um, we should probably end this off because we've gone way over two hours now. It's like closing on two and a half I'm, hours. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I'm sorry. It's all good. Um, say outro. Say where can people find you? Oh, uh, you can find me by going as easy as tenleejade.com. Uh, there is now two different pages for contacting me. Mm-hmm. There is slash contact, or or if you really want to track me, slash stalker, which is now a hidden link. <clears throat> so if you so if you want to track me as deep as you possibly can. Tenleyj.com slash stalker. Otherwise, tenleyj.com slash contact if you, if you want to angrily shout at me. Huh. Why do you have... He, he's verifying this. Yeah, no, I just wanted to check it. Yeah, there are actually two different pages. Mm-hmm. Only one of them is actively linked. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else you want to mention? Uh, no, not really. Uh, which, by the way, uh, OpenSUSE did not sponsor this video. I just got all this swag off of, from Ohio Linux Fest, which is <laughs> if you're. It, so here's here's the thing about Linux Linux Fest. By the way, it's mm-hmm. festival for Linux users. Sure. If there's an OpenSUSE booth there, grab all the OpenSUSE stuff. <clears throat> just grab it all. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, gaming channel, Brutal and Games, Cur- probably playing through Armored Core 6, maybe I finished it, uh, and Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, maybe I finished it, I don't know, I don't know when this will come out, a couple of weeks, uh, yes. Main channel, Brody Robertson, doing all these videos there, six days a week, I'm probably less tired when that happens, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, you can find the video version on YouTube at Tech Over T. and if you're watching the video, you can find the audio Anyway, you can find audio podcasts. Yeah. Search I'm a subscriber. Hey? There are two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.